It's time. Finally, the show for you. A once-a-week extravaganza, giving you the weekend's movies, the week's cons and entertainment events, what is worth watching on television for the week, the weekly comic book, novel, game, and collectible releases, as well as entertainment news and information. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture. It's Pop Culture Kaboom with your host, Jimmy Jones. Hello and welcome everyone listening locally in the Carson City, Reno area on KNVC 95.1 FM and nationwide in, an, in over 26 countries at www.knvc.org. To my left, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo is joining us hey. in studio. I'm, I'm happy to be here, guys. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for having me. Yes, this Mr. Is so travel, much more fun. Mr. Travel actually decided to travel this way I, for a I change. I traveled home. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's going to be with us the entire show. The whole Yay! show. Yeah. And nothing but the show. Um, so, it'll, yeah, it'll make uh, movie time more, a lot more interesting. Yeah. Oh, and uh, speaking of movie time, you, you got to go and see... Um, the joy that is known as Indiana Jones Dr. and the Dial Jones, of get off my lawn. I mean, Dial of Destiny. So yeah. how was it? It was it was definitely the get off my lo- get off my lawn, <laughs> Mister Jones. He was right. an old grumpy old man on the movie. Um, Honor, yeah. It wasn't uh, it wasn't bad. You go in low expectations. You don't expect it to be you know Raiders uh, Temple or the Last Crusade. It's I think a little bit better than the last movie. They do kind of wrap up <laughs> what happened better? to Shia Fabouf. Yeah, <laughs> he dies. Yeah, he's, he's just dead. dead. Yeah, spoiler alert, he's dead. Yep. He went to war. He went yep. to war and didn't come back, and that's what caused the rift between him and uh, Marion. Yep. So uh wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Obviously, they kept the low-budget effects kind of – you know, throw back to the. It was better than the Flash CGI. It was definitely better than that. There was no yeah. running in place. Seventy-two percent drop. Yeah, just just a little. But no, if you guys go in thinking it's going to be like the the stuff we grew up on, then you'll be disappointed. But if you go in low, it, it's actually not too bad. It was it was okay. Okay. So, but before you gave it kind of a good, but you were kind of a. Leery about it. You were just basically giving it a good up nostalgia yeah. sake. So, good for nostalgia's yeah. sake. You know, I thought, uh, did you guys see it? No. No. Not yet. Um, no. Oh, hell no. The, I know you're not <laughs> seeing it. That's a yeah. touch brown. It's not your indie. <laughs> um, the deep, fa- or the, what is that? The de-aging, which is uh-huh. what, they actually did a really good job. Yeah, I saw, I saw a clip yeah, of that. Yeah, essentially, it, it, it is, really good. It is the, how the deep fake yeah, technology works. Super, yeah, super, super cool. But the one problem is, is you're still using the current Harrison Ford voice. So oh, obviously no. he's in his 80s. So you have that grisly old voice to go with that young, like, it looked like the fugitive era mm-hmm. Harrison Ford when mm-hmm. they used him for the yeah. early stuff. Um, I thought they did good with that. CGI was cool. Um Oh yeah, it's it looked a lot more realistic. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's, it's like in Rogue One they were still working on it, but then when you got to the Mandalorian with uh, Luke, it's like they perfected the technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I it, wouldn't and say perfected, but they got well, a lot better. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they did good with this. So I'll give the movie props. But if you're going in hoping it's going to be the old stuff, it's just not. You know, well, um, they should have gotten Mark Hamill to do his young person voice. Yeah. It just needed that little thing because it's like when he's old and gruff, it's just mm-hmm. kind of weird. But. Wow. Uh, See, Clint Eastwood, they could pull that off with because he's always sounded old and gruff. Right. right. So. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't work with Harrison Ford. But, no. uh, you know, I would say matinee. It definitely, you know, I would say if we ranked it on our movie chart, probably a so-so. A so-so. Okay. Yeah. It's still worth a theater. I wouldn't pay for the, the big theater. We went and saw it at the Galaxy uh, the other night at Fandango. It was, hmm. yeah, you know. 
This is, which is where we usually see our movies. Yeah, so. well, this that is the only one you have here. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. 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 No, there's one down in Gardnerville, too. Oh, that's yeah. true. If you want to drive a little or, further. Or you can go up to Lake Tahoe the and Reno. see it. Yep. Yeah, it happened yeah. Oh, they got an IMAX theater in Reno. You could have went there. Oh, well, we, saw, <laughs> we saw it here local. We kept it local in Carson. Uh, so also with me uh, in the middle here facing me is Rob Nault. Hello, Yay. hello, hello. And oh, to the right behind a big board. Spencer Stoner. Spencer. Yes. Bow to me, if, because if you do not, you shall not have your microphone turned on. Oh, no. Wow. All okay. right. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm heady with reminded, power now. Reminded me of yeah. that episode. <laughs> Just remember, Spencer, having your picture on the back of a milk carton is not the start of a modeling career. No. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> Just keep that in mind if you decide to turn my mic off. Anyway, all right. So whether you consider Sunday the end of your week or the beginning of it, go into Monday the best informed person you know as we bring you the latest information, releases, and news from television, comic books, movies, novels, constant events, toys and collectibles, and games. The Pop Culture Boom Radio Show is also your place on the radio dial for you to talk about your favorite fandoms. And Tony Sanfilippo from Hor- Filippo's Horrible Reviews is w- is here and will be joining us. And our special guest will be Colossus Girl Entertainment President Dave Haworth to talk about everything going on at the one-day-only Silver Age Comic Con 2023. Um, you know what? Uh, you know how we went to... Um, uh, you went to Wizard World, right? Yeah. When it was here in Reno, uh, the Reno Pop, or I believe it's called the Reno Pop Culture Con. When yeah, they, when they we did, did that one the one year. And that was that, a multi-day yeah. event, wasn't it? Or it was. was. It, it yeah. was. Yeah, they, yeah, three days? Yeah, three days is pretty typical for cons around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. How, how long, how much, do you remember how much stuff was at the Reno Pop Culture Con? Though the last big one we had yeah, here, the, it at, was... At the Reno Sparks Convention Center? Yeah, it was a good amount. Like you had uh, the kid that played Boba Fett in the... Uh, Attack of the Clones. You had Tara Strong. Uh, um, Val, 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 Kilmer. Val Kilmer was here. You mm-hmm. you had to pay a lot to go behind the curtain to see him. Yeah, um, we had, yeah and uh, he couldn't talk too. He, he, all yeah. he could do was like hand gestures. And yes, stuff. we had not Jack Black Bowser, but we had uh, Kenny. I don't know his last name. He, he voices Bowser in the games. Then uh, mm-hmm. Charles Marinette uh, mm-hmm. who did the Mario voice. That was fun. So uh, like, G- uh, Gigi Edgeley from the Farscape. Yes, show? yes. About ten, fifteen special guests, or you would say. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. All right. So, Silver Age Comic Con, one awesome. day, eight hours, twenty-four guests, ooh, sixty-one vendors and exhibitors, including Mr. Spencer Stoner, who yes. will be there uh, with yes. his books. Yes, and Mr. Spencer was there too. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was, and also um, six panels. That they're going to be having. Are you going to be hosting any panels? No, no. Um, Distance Nerding is yeah. doing all of the hosting activities, and um, and nine activities, Ooh. not including the panels. So all well, of that I like stuff. It sounds very in an eight-hour one-day con. Well, that's good. That, it kind of so. that's kind of sad. Though. I mean, it's sad for like the consumer because you got to like. Really dig into your choices of yeah, who yep, you want to see. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah, if those line, if it, because uh, like last year was their first year, and yeah. they were at it. So they outgrew the location they were out last year. Which oh, I'm yeah, they were bursting at the seams already, kind of like uh, Aricon. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. there was absolutely no room to walk around at all in there. So I couldn't get any interviews or anything. So hopefully, being at the Reno Sparks Convention Center, be a little bit more open space. I thought it was spread out really well for that Reno Pop Culture Con. Mm-hmm. I thought they did well for that. I'm yeah, actually well. disappointed it didn't continue because yeah, it's the same too. company that runs the one in Denver. They just did the Fan Expo. They just changed yeah. the name. They just did a three-day event in Denver, and yeah. they had, like, the cast of Scream, and, you know, they had Daredevil. Um, 
they had all kinds of Star Wars and all kinds of like big name people were there for this. Well, hopefully they'll come well. back one day. But uh, so I hope far, so. Uh, Wizard World was at the at the Reno Sparks Convention Center. They never came back the next year after promising they would. Um, Reno's Reno Pop Culture Con. They were there at the Reno Sparks Convention Center. Yeah, we'll be back next year. Never came back. <laughs> no. Well, it's like you say on the show, you know, if you don't go to these things, they don't come back. And, yeah, well, and Which is weird. I felt like the Reno one was a pretty good turnout. Yeah, I think uh, there are other factors involved, but yeah. uh, I think... Like COVID. That, yeah. That, mm-hmm. yeah. That had a big issue with them. Well, yeah, back. that was a big thing. <laughs> well, yeah, but then uh, I think that the, the numbers were good, but they weren't as good as they were hoping. Yeah. You know, well, and so. I think you kind of get the wheels going. You start out mm-hmm. small. You know, you mm-hmm. might get a few big names but you kind of just keep it okay well here's what we're doing and then next year if it's a success you try to get bigger names in that's what the denver one has done i think the denver one's on like year five and now they get massive names now i don't know why they didn't do do that with here then Uh, but like i said covid kind of killed anything so yeah but um at least with them I'm, i'm hoping that they break that kind of like curse now of being at the reno sparks convention center because one was there and failed the next one was there and didn't come back now well, they're going to the be there hopefully they'll come back next year i so. hope so because there's really nowhere else you could do it in reno i don't think there's a there's, bigger venue that i can oh, big, yeah bigger venues no that's about yeah. that's about as big as you can get yeah and it's a it's a fairly nice venue i mean it's yeah. not like a san diego or anaheim i've been to a, those two you for different oh, events and they were massive, massive. Yeah. yeah so oh yeah and uh, and i think the pop culture uh con it only used like a quarter of the space yeah i mean it that it has a massive room for growth at the convention center. Well, that too. And I think like local businesses would really benefit there too. Like you'd have like Dream Old Comics trying to promote and then other com- Reno comic book shops and food vendors, laugh. things <laughs> like that. Well, I know there's there's not too many, but yeah. you know, it's good to get your foot out there. And, you know, a lot of collectibles. I mean, that's a huge thing. The side vendors were great. Oh, yeah. I felt uh, a lot of Funko Pop. Uh, oh yeah boots there there was tons it was cool oh, yeah, to see the, the different stuff those are addictive yeah well, <laughs> i told her i can't buy anymore there's i'm taking over you start with a few it's like you gotta have the x-men collection the ninja turtles and this and that and <laughs> they, they freaking take over oh i know somebody who has Jeez. a uh storage locker right now of just full of funko Jeez, louise Oof. so and then yeah, like, i know <laughs> I, i've cut it off for that like i'd say no more and then there's Unless it's something cool, and then there's something cool. Oh, these are going to be the. Uh, this guy knew what he was doing too. He was, uh, but he unfortunately passed away. But uh, um, so his wife said, "Hey, uh, you want to come up and go through the, the fun? Go through these sometime. Help me get rid of them." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah." God, I bet you there's some gems in there because he knew what he was doing. Cow. Yeah, he had some exclu- some Target exclusive Funkos, and at least the ones that I saw when he was alive. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. Oh, that's good, yeah. It's going to be fun going through all of those. So uh, one day. It's up at Lake Tahoe, too. So. Well, when you do it, you should definitely get someone to film it and do like a, something <laughs> like for unboxing. Uh, the pop. Yeah, <laughs> like a pop culture kaboom, you know, like. Sure, like what, what, what is that? Storage Wars or something. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. got this locker. But it's more, of, a, see, but it's more of an unboxing thing. Yeah, <laughs> but you only highlight the, the important stuff. You cut out all the boring. Like eh, I don't know. Like I have that. Tourette's when it comes to stuff like that. I'd be bleeping a lot of, oh, look at that. Holy 
That's why you got to get a good editor. Just, just <laughs> chop it down. Editor. Just chop it down. Yeah. There'll be a lot of duck noises. Holy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, still fun. Still good, you know. That's YouTube, at least. You get a little. You just you get a little, a little away with very it. Little, you get a little, very little, little away with yeah. it. Um, but uh, speaking of events, uh, the last two days, uh, Spencer and I were at the uh, RageCon, mm-hmm. Rage which was up in Rage. Yeah, the Reno Ooh. Area Gaming Exposition and Convention. Uh, lots of fun there. Uh, if you're into tabletop games, board games, um, card games, all kinds of games that they had up there. No video games, if anybody was ever in wondering. This is all strictly the manual stuff. I was going to ask on that one. So. <laughs> yeah, you answer that question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they had cosplayers up there. Got to meet... Um, you're not into really into board games and stuff like that, though, are you? I like them, but yeah, don't. I'm not as deep into them as some. There's not, a great following for them because they have a lot them, of stuff. You're not hunting them down or no. anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to. Uh, I actually, uh, uh, it's going to be on the YouTube channel as soon as I can get the video editing done, which is kind of like watching a herd of turtles stampede through peanut butter. But <laughs> <laughs> um, once I get it edited, I got to interview um, Scott Rogers. Says, uh, yeah, Scott Rogers. Scott Rogers, uh, very huge game developer, um, and he his latest game was Alien: uh, The Fate of the Nostromo. So I got to interview him and talk to him about that, and he's going to talk to him about being on the radio show. He's going to be on here when he releases his next game, which is going to be based off the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, nice. so it's going to be a fun conversation. Also got to talk to uh, Adam Dallas. Uh, and uh, he is the creator of the game The Unseen, which uh, Spencer got to demo while we were there. Cool. Um, so yeah, I got really, him on video demoing the yeah. game. And really uh, interesting. A lot of very visually interesting stuff in addition to weird, interesting mechanics. Yeah, because you got the like, – some of it plays out like almost sort of like a Dungeons & Dragons-ish type. Of, you got uh, your dungeon map. Then you got the miniatures that you use, and cards are involved, dice are involved. Um, so, and uh, so I got a video of that, and I interviewed him on him there as well. Uh, met two award-winning authors, um, MC Hunton, mm-hmm. um, and she's going to be she's releasing her third book in October. So she's going to be on the radio show. Um, and uh, Michael, Michael Fal- Falciani. Falciani. <laughs> <laughs> you know how good I am with pronouncing. No, people's well, names. It, it's good. You at least you practice it before they're on. You know, <laughs> I like, try. I guess <laughs> it is hard. Like some names are really tough. You know. Yeah. Well, any name is tough if it doesn't look like John. <laughs> right. You're like uh, you do really good on recovering, so it's all. Good. I try. <laughs> um, but talk to him. He's uh, he's got another book coming out as well. So I'm going to be talking with him. In probably September, uh, nice. right here on the radio show as well, and both of them are also going to be at the Silver Age Comic Con too. Nice, so well, that'd be perfect. Yeah, so I don't know if I'll be interviewing them a second time because I don't think you know what's going to change in a week with the right. Yeah, <laughs> but, you literary know, world. You can always go buy class. anything new, you know, and ask <laughs> anything new you want to say. Well, you know? and, the, and here you are, you're promoting. They're doing the show. You're already promoting where they're going to be. So if you're fans of them, you kind of know where to go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, or if you're interested in finding out what they're yep. doing, that's the best way to go do it too. So we will be talking uh, later on with Colossus Girl Entertainment President Dave Hallworth, uh, talking everything about Silver Age Comic Con. And we'll be getting all of the details on all of the exhibitors, the guests, who will be in Artist Row, the cosplay contest, the panels, and all of the activities. And Dave will be here to answer any questions you might have about the 
about not only the Silver Age Comic Con, but also about the Colossus Girl Entertainment family of cons because they run like nine of them from Idaho through Northern California. Wow! wow. So uh, uh, yeah, they they even have uh, have characters for, uh, that are mascots for each con, and they have like a big comic book that they have that features all of them. Oh well, that's neat. Yeah, it's an interesting that's little, cool. little, well, neat little think, gimmick. Yeah, yeah, I think it's cool too. Even just taking a property like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like how you how would you do a board game of that? But, yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, it's it, it's. <laughs> Those are curious things because, you know, when you say board games, I think of your typical, you know, what edition of Monopoly you're going to get. Or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, like this, the typical stuff. And obviously the card battle games, you know, Dungeons & Dragons huge. A lot of um, the local shops in Fort Collins, uh, when you go into the board games, their mm-hmm. stuff, it's, it's all about the dice and the cards and the, the extra little figures you could get for the miniatures. games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the kind of the huge things there. Oh, and there's a big special bonus when Dave is on the phone with us. He'll be giving away tickets to the Silver Age Comic Con exclusively tonight. So uh, all of this and your thoughts on the seven pillars of pop culture entertainment, your favorite fandoms, and everything discussed on the show to add your voice, simply call 775-515-4141 anytime during the Pop Culture Kaboom radio show, or you can send me a direct message through the Pop Culture Kaboom Facebook page, which I have up right now. Um, But uh, you definitely want to be calling, uh, so write down that phone number or just program it into your phone or whatever, 775-515-4141 when Mr. Dave Hallworth is on the phone with us. When he says that he's giving away those tickets, you'll want to speed dial. Because <laughs> I don't know how many he's going to give away or what kind. Maybe it's a family pack. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a, one of those exclusive passes. Ooh. Maybe he'll go all out like he did the VIP. last time he was on. Yeah, if you can get VIP for this, uh, just for it's a one day event. Oh, right yeah, there. VIP. Will, I, I know last huge. year their VIP was you could have lunch with any one of the special guests. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's, that's a pretty cool See, VIP. With, with 24 special guests. Oof. That's that's and, a hard and, decision, and where do you man. Hear, where do you hear some say, of these guests? We are too. covering. Well, who's going to be oh, on yeah. there, right? Because I'm curious. Just I mean, uh, just uh, first, uh, Brian A. Prince. Uh, he's probably the biggest one on the list. I mean, literally, because he's six foot nine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I was like, yeah, okay, name's not ringing a bell, but I you know, know but, yeah, I'm like biggest on the tall, list. Yeah. He, he played the Predator. And oh, the, okay. The Predator, uh, the Predator movie were the one where the kid had autism. Yeah, the Predator. Okay. He, he literally played the Predator because he's six foot nine. Okay. Uh, he was also in Black Panther, um, so Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was in that one as well. So, but six foot nine, you can't miss him. I mean, yeah. he'll, he'll, yeah. it's huge. So uh, Jackie Lostra is going to be there as well. Uh, she, we had her on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did the voices for characters in Dragon Slayer or Dragon Slayer, <laughs> Demon Slayer, Demon Slayer. <laughs> wow, we're we're talking about Dragon Slayer or yeah, Dragon we Slayer. We were talking about Dragon yeah. Slayer earlier. Yes, and so Dragon Slayer got stuck Slayer. in my head kind of mixed them up <laughs> mashed them together mashed them yeah one of those kind of things um so you had uh, demon slayer she did a character there she did a character on uh one punch man uh pokemon masters uh, she's so she's a almost as big oh, well, as tara strong mm-hmm. as far okay. as doing uh, yeah. or gray delisle who's also going to be yeah she's uh, also a voice actress she did wonder woman for uh, uh the teen titans um uh who she else daphne Daphne, uh, so she's a huge voice she was actress Princess Azula as well. in, uh, in the Avatar: The Last Airbender. So. Well, and I love the fact that the voice actors are going to the um, going out and about to these uh, events because they're great to meet. Like Tara Strong was really nice to us. Mm-hmm. I mean. She's awesome. Yeah. She, she went by my table nice. the five minutes I was away from it. <laughs> oh no! So I know we gotta go to commercial in a sec. When we did the proton pack. Um, 
she came to us and she was going to record a promo. She goes, oh, do you want us, Do you want me to do a voice for you? I'll just do it. Chris didn't have the stuff. Go figure. Kind of like a Static X story, not having something ready to go. We couldn't record it. But she's like, I'll come back later. She never came back. Of that course, was yeah. that was your one moment. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, we, 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 we yeah, failed. We blew it. We blew it. Yeah, and then Jimmy's like, come eat her. And then she, at that point, she's like, mm, okay, okay. <laughs> like, I met you already. You, you had your minute. Right? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Kind of you funny. weren't intriguing enough. No, the exactly. Second time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I missed your opportunity. No, I'm going to go do a low-key voice now. Bye. <laughs> no doubt, huh? Miss yeah, minutes. minutes, yeah. Yeah. All right, so that music means it is time for a break. Uh, when we get back, it'll be more Pop Culture Boom Radio Show. Don't forget, later on in the show, Dave Haworth from Colossus Girl Entertainment, a.k.a. the Silver Age Comic Con, will be giving away tickets for the event that will be at the Reno Sparks Convention Center Saturday, July 8th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. One day, eight hours, all kinds of stuff. You can't miss it. So we will be back with more Pop Culture Boom Radio Show right after this. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Boom Radio Show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. All right, some upcoming stuff this Saturday, July 8th. Join me as I bring the Pop Culture Boom recap to Pig Stand Talk Show on YouNow.com at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This time we'll be I will be broadcasting live from the Silver Age Comic Con. Not only will I be bringing you the biggest pop culture entertainment news stories complete with pictures and video clips, since it will be live from the Silver Age Comic Con, there is no telling who might pop up during the broadcast. So join me Saturday, July 8th at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time for the Pig Stand Talk Show, broadcasting on YouNow.com for the Pop Culture Boom recap. Yay! Yay! And, uh... When you're on there, do you go at... Do you have to go as Piggy Jones, or is that just for their little animation thing? That is just something that a listener, I guess, a long-time listener of theirs, he's an artist, and uh, since it's called Pig Stand, any guest that they have on their show, he pigifies them. I saw that one time you were Piggy Jones. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, you're far from... Big like, uh, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't relate to pick my body type <laughs> no, very well. Not even but close. Anyway. Not even close. No. <laughs> I'm serious. I was like, welcome to Pig Stand with Piggy Jones. <laughs> it's gonna be an oink and good time. <laughs> I, I'm gonna send them this video, yeah. or this audio file. Yeah. They're gonna laugh their ass. Piggy Jones. <laughs> anyway, uh, you're always welcome to call it. But if you're too shy for the phones, you can send me a direct message through the Facebook page. And if you don't have time to comment during the show, you can, and you still want to comment, you can reach us 24-7 by sending an email with your questions, comments, or concerns to popculturekaboom at gmail.com. Follow these simple instructions, go, and they are pretty simple. Put in the subject line, question, comment, concern, or my fandom. And then in the body of the email, please add your name, um, first name only, please. That's all that is necessary. I will not read email addresses on the air. And then you also include the city, state, or country that you live in. Then fire away with what's on your mind. I repost, I respond to each and every email, um, but it needs to be, uh, those need to be followed if you want me to read it on, on the air. Unless you don't want me to read it on the air, then you have to specify that you don't. If you have a question or a comment or anything specific for Spencer or Rob, they get forwarded the email to respond back to you. So bear that in mind. All right. So let's get to the Phoenix question of the week. Oh, taking no emails this week, huh? Phoenix <laughs> question of the week. You know, because simple instruction. 
it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's remarkable how many people don't follow the simple well, instructions. Oh, I, no, I, too. I work in the, with the general public. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I would well, I didn't say it was a surprise. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. No, it's just don't, me. don't yeah. you think it would be easy though just to send an email? Like, you could even come up with the fake. Name, oh, you'd be surprised. Right? We're, like, do you oh, send you're not your work? You're like, oh my god, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be on the radio tonight. I'm gonna have to ask them who's your favorite alien. No, I, I actually had somebody I'm email my name is Bob. I had somebody actually email me and say that they didn't want to provide the information because they – I don't want to give you my name because you're just going to have all your – have your listeners uh, harass oh, me yeah, because I don't like you. And I'm like, especially if your name's John or yeah, Mike. Because you know, that's what I do. I just hey, say, Mike. oh, yeah. <laughs> They're going to track you down by John. You, I have your email yeah. address. I'm John from I mean, Carson come City. On. Right. Oh. <laughs> Out of hey, the million Johns that are in Carson <laughs> yeah. City. Hey, John yeah. in Carson City. <laughs> And that's just a police blotter. Right? (laughs) (laughs) We know where you live. You live somewhere in town. So here's the Phoenix question of the week. In the world of sci-fi, there's always been monsters that have been nightmare fuel. The Phoenix question of the week asks, of the following, which one of these hell spawned nightmare fuel fuels your deepest fear to encounter? The Bioraptors uh, from Pitch Black movie. I did not know they were called Bioraptors. No. Yeah, is, I don't even think they say that in the movie at all. No, they don't. That's some deep digging right there to find that information. Deep digging. Right? Uh, the Predators from the Predator film franchise. The Flood from the Halo game franchise. Anybody familiar with that? I, I am. Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, uh, that, the, that level fills me with dread. The Flood is a fictional, fictional parasitic alien life form and one of the primary antagonists in the Halo multimedia franchise. Uh, the Arachnids from Star Trek, the Starship Troopers film franchise. They're a little more cartoony. The Triads. <laughs> the Triads from the Warhammer 40K game franchise. Anybody know what that is? No. Yeah, no I, I mean, know the franchise, but I'm not familiar with them. I had to look I'm picturing like Doom-like demons and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Triads, also known as the Great Devourer, Devourer, are an extragalactic alien race whose sole purpose is the consumption of all forms of genetic and biological material, material in order to evolve and reproduce. The Triads is seen as one of the gravest threats to the entire galaxy. They seek only to consume all organic life and cannot be reasoned with or deterred in this quest. So that's the Triads from Warhammer 40K. Uh, the Xenomorphs from the Alien film franchise. Now, uh, there are some uh, little details that weren't included in there that I had uh, asked him about. Uh, if, uh, one was, um, so if this is something we're encountering, can we have weapons? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Right? And great he question. said, yes, but only from that particular franchise. So if you say aliens, you only get the weaponry from aliens. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, pitch black. They have laser rifles in Pitch Black, didn't they? No, they had a shotgun. Of all yeah, the, they, yeah, they of all the goofy backworld. Yeah. They had the weird weapons. drug that went in the eye. Like yeah. The, yeah, that, yeah, that's one, the one thing I you totally po- remember. You polish yeah. your pupils to be able to see in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, first off, um, I don't think putting drugs in your eyes is going to do much good with a creature that no, uses like sonar said, that's all I remember. to see. <laughs> That memorable a movie, huh? I like I liked it, but like that's all I can remember. I don't remember like them having weapons against them. I think they were all the, the, trying to escape through those little like honeycomb. The, the one bounty hunter had a, a shotgun. Yeah. 
So oh, the Rutger Hauer guy or whatever. His yeah. Name was. yeah, it wasn't yeah. Rutger Hauer. That would have made the movie more. Yeah, awesome. no, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would have actually made it, that character. That's who you reminded me of, though. <laughs> um, so, our, so th- those are the. Uh, um, I don't know what kind of weaponry they have uh, besides a toad. That can kill all life within a mile radius of it exploding. Uh, I don't know what other weapons are in Warhammer 40k, quite honestly. Oh. So I'm not familiar with that franchise <laughs> at all, so I would have no idea. All right, so let's start with Tony. I'm going to have to say, based off just what I know, because um, the video game ones, I remember Halo and the Flood. Uh, the Warhammer characters, I guess... They you just look space like marines, and, just but kinda, just, uh, there's all kinds of different races, and they have all kinds of different weaponry. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the xenomorphs from Aliens because I remember those very well, and those were always creepy, and they always looked sinister as a kid. Because um, the predators, like, yeah, in the first predator, it was he was. Freaky. Shot him with arrows. Yeah, but then like there was more and more. <laughs> that he of made, them. but they, that's <laughs> like more like if you if you can make friends with them, yeah, at least they're make friends with not them. so bad, you know. <laughs> you can go on a picnic. Yeah, you can. <laughs> well, they did. Like, the, when yeah. they were in the Arctic, remember? Yeah, they were able to. Oh, they have a team. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, the xenomorphs is who I'd have to go with. All on right, that one. xenomorphs. All right, uh, Rob. What's yeah? No, that was my choice straight away because out of all those, especially because he says nightmare fuel, like that yeah. was the one thing. Pops like, out your stomach. Oh man! Not only that, but like when like you think it's the head, and then oh no, it has the extra mouth that comes yeah. out to attack you. You know, like, <laughs> like that sticks in my head. That uh, one from Alien Three, where uh, Sigourney Weaver's got the shaved head and just mm-hmm. up against the wall, and that, and it's like going at her, and the little the little mouth. It's just all that drool, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The acid blood. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, like, so I got two for the Xenomorphs. Uh, Spencer, what say you? Well. uh I want to give Warhammer its due, but you know, it's because there they have things where where when they go for faster than light travel, they literally go through a hell dimension, and if half of the people on the ship survive, it's considered a successful jump. (laughs) So, so, but in a world like that, I mean, you have to be something that really stands out, and the Tyranids or whatever they are. You know they're 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 scary. Ooh, they're they're like the Borg. I mean, every sci-fi franchise pretty much has something like that. You know, where it just comes in, consumes, comes mm-hmm. in, consumes. So I'm going to have to go, go for the third on the, the Xenomorphs too, because the things that re- that's really uh, that hasn't been mentioned yet about how they're, why they're so terrifying is they can hide in plain sight. Oh yeah. In mm-hmm. the first Alien, there's a couple of points where it's sta- where it is in the background and nobody notices until it moves. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. The tail comes down the, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, uh, where's Waldo? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then and even in Aliens, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because James Cameron is not exactly known for a subtlety. <laughs> They were still hiding in the walls there. I mean, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Yeah, and again, nightmare fuel. Yeah, or the infamous, what is it, the scorpion looking thing that sucked on your face? Uh-huh. Okay. The oh, face oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. that, yeah, that the face hugger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, and that, yeah, definitely. I can't remember that movie. It had uh, um, Lawrence Fishburne. It was a space movie. Oh, Event Horizon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. That was what I was thinking of when you said that, when they have to jump through a hell yeah. dimension. I'm like, oh, okay. So the whole game is basically Event Horizon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. 
Now, now we know where that ship came from, or where it went, anyway. Went right. to fight the Halo Wars. Um, so you're going with the... I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm going with the Xenomorph. Okay, everybody's going Xenomorph. Um, I would... Uh, Bioraptors, yeah. Uh, I, all of these, I would need weapons. Uh, the Predators are set in modern times, so any I guess anything I can get my hands on, mm-hmm. um, which would be really cool. But I want something more futuristic. <laughs> right. Uh, Starship <laughs> Troopers, I never liked uh, the Arachnids. I never liked the Starship Trooper guns. Yeah. They seemed really bulky and awkward because mm-hmm. they were longer than their freaking body. They seemed just like like they, they took um, our current rifles and went, okay, let's add what would happen if we did 10 years and that's what we're calling futuristic. Like, and made them like 20 <laughs> feet long. Well, that's I mean, what I mean. Like, they did not make them futuristic at all. Like, no. they were just like expanded well, on. <laughs> and, and to be perfectly honest, that was part of the, uh, the, uh, joke about it because a lot of people don't catch a lot of the, uh, Oh, the whole movie's propaganda. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, well, 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 yeah, this kind of thing. It's it's a parody. Yeah, and people don't get it. And and the, having the most advanced weaponry just for them it meant yeah. just bigger. Yeah. So, and uh, I don't know about enough about the Halo game franchise because I didn't really play it. The so. Flood were basically like the Terranids, where they just came weaponry in. wise. Yeah. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. That. And Warhammer 40k, same thing. Don't know enough. Uh, Xenomorphs, uh, I would probably be with you guys. I'd go with that one, but I'd be loaded to the gills. I'd take Aliens 2 and yes. have that big old <laughs> a, a machine gun, you know, with the flame with yep. thrower. Yeah. Flame that thrower. one chick was like uh, just heavily to the T's, man, oh, yeah. and all I that. Would, I'd have <laughs> all right. sidearms Boom. to grenades. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd, be, I'd be so decked out, I wouldn't be able to move. I'd look like the Randy from A Christmas Story. I'd well, have so many weapons on me. Every time the <laughs> weapon failed, <laughs> boom, she had another weapon ready within like a second, man. Exactly. That's what, that would be me. Uh, uh, so as long as I'm loaded to the gills, I'm, I'm, I'm there for that. All yeah. right. Xenomorphs against the machine the the minigun from predator yeah that would be awesome <laughs> and yeah now could you oh, yeah. could you tie okay. in some since there was alien versus predator, predator. movies Ooh, can yeah. you tie in weapons from both i, I mean know. we'd have to ask I mean, i'll have to ask him about yeah. that because yeah. they were yeah. a crossover there's a lot of crossover with yeah them. Yeah. yeah all right some uh good news i guess okay. Who uh, knows? The, the WGA writer strike is concluding its 62nd day with no sign of being resolved anytime soon. Oh, I thought you were saying it was done. How is that good news? Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought it was good news. It was that's over. just was a like, first what? sentence, man. Oh, okay. Uh, the film and television world did, however, avoid a sledgehammer to the skull by re-entering negotiations with the SAG-AFTRA, uh, delaying a strike that that by that union that was set to take place yesterday. Hmm. So they're not on strike, so there's still hope. Um, with the renegotiations that are already making way more than the writers yeah. are getting their contracts <laughs> before the writers. Maybe I'm sorry. this just entered renegotiation so they wouldn't strike. Yeah, I would say hopefully but if they, they do come go on up. strike. Forget anything going forward. Ugh. It's going to be kind of like COVID again. Like we're going to get yep. the stuff that was on the shelf. They have no choice to release. They're like, yep. Which, which, which are, put it out. Does, does that mean we're going to finally get to see Batgirl? Scooby, the new, the Scooby that they like shelved uh, that was the, the done. One, the one it was completed. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, they might have to dust those off. I mean, forget that. Tax I'm off now. Especially since that they tax just pulled was last year. So they could probably bring it up. Streaming just year. pulled uh, that movie crater that came out seven weeks ago off of Disney plus boom, gone. Really? Yeah. Wow. Huh. That's, you know, it's, yeah. It's, why? It's, it's there. No so it, it's like you're pulling all this material. You're not going to get new stuff. Like, 
All right, you guys know I've been uh, talking about the uh, Magic the Gathering's one of a kind, the One Ring yes. Guard. Yes, yes. it was found. Right. So it is time to stop feverishly cracking open those uh, overpriced collector booster packs because Magic the Gathering's one of a kind, the Ring Card, has been pulled in Whitby, Canada, and submitted to PSA for an official authentication. And grading. The yep. grading company awarded the card a mint 9 rating out of 10, nearly at the top of its perfection scale. Wall Street Journal first reported the news on Friday, June 30th, and a tweet from PSA's official Twitter account confirmed that the most sought-after card from the recent Tales of Middle-Earth set has been found, submitted to them, and effectively graded the lucky player apparently wishes to remain anonymous yeah, and for good reason yeah. Uh, yeah. the bounty on the card depicted the most famous piece of jewelry from jrr tolkien's the lord of the rings fantasy novel trilogy first skyrocketed to a one million dollar bounty thanks to u.s collectibles seller dave and adam's card world that hefty bid was then doubled by spanish-based hobby shop guillermo de dragons uh, which th- also threw in a home cook Paella on as garnish. I have no idea what that is. It's a great Spanish dish, like all combined, like a casserole. Very tasty. Yes. Okay. With rice, and it's good. Okay. (laughs) I don't don't know if they know what that is up in Canada, quite honestly. (laughs) So. Anyway, uh, while the card was graded at mint 9 and not a gym mint 10, the highest possible remains an open question. PSA did not immediately reply for comment, and a photo in the company's tweet doesn't show any noticeable damage. One theory might be that the foil treatment has already caused the card to curl or pringle in the uh, hobby perlace due to humidity changes or print quality. Some players claimed you could already see curling in promotional videos produced in the weeks leading up to the set's release. Okay, I think you guys are just full of it. Right. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, it looked like it was damaged in the video. Okay. Anyway, hmm. uh, regardless of quality and how much Pali, the anonymous uh, owner, plans to eat, removing the one ring from the pool of cars possibilities has already pricked the pl- ballooning price of collector bon- booster packs and other MGT products where it might have lurked. Collector booster packs peaked at $500 for 12 packs on Amazon um, and have dropped over $100 since the card's discovery a mere two days ago. So despite That's it? Yep. You think they'd jump a lot more? <laughs> well, yeah. Despite the discovery and the price drop, sales still remain strong in part due to the inclusion of the serialized soul rings that can also be found in collector boosters. Ah. While these uh, don't fetch as high a price as $2 million, the rarer foil versions are still being sold for thousands of dollars. The marketing ploy worked for Wizard of the Coast, and I'm sure we will be hearing Hasbro President Chris Cook's congratulating Magic the Gathering for once again topping its quarterly revenue and cementing its legacy as the toy giant's most profitable billion-dollar brand. <laughs> yeah, so that was that. So if you... uh I, I'm sure there's. I'm surprised we didn't hear the collective uh, out there in the world that that card has been found, but it has. So we still got I more. I did Puckle- privately when I read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, <"Rick> it. <laughs> um, so we will be back with more after this. So don't go anywhere with more Pop Culture Boom Radio Show and Tony Sanfilippo as our in studio guest. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Boom Radio Show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. 
So after weeks of what felt like never-ending speculation posts, we finally have some definitive information on Superman Legacy. The future at the DC Studios has been looking a bit bleak for the last couple of days with The Flash underperforming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> underperforming. This is that, this is a uh, that, running in that, place. This is a visual medium. Uh, yeah, right. It was removed from fifteen hundred thirty-eight theaters. Underperforming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, underperforming. All right, uh, and as expected, on track to lose the studio north of one hundred million dollars, uh, which was after Shazam: Fury of the Gods was also underperformed. Uh, they still have Blue Beetle and Aquaman: The Last I've Lost Kingdom Beetle. coming out this year, but yeah, saying have, that you have hope. I'm, I have hope for 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 Blue Beetle, Aquaman, not so much. Yeah, uh, I I do and I don't. I liked Aquaman. I liked Jason Momoa. I really yeah, did enjoy I, the Aquaman movie, but I'm scared unless like James Wan like directed it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ditch the I don't CGI. Know. Yes, uh, uh, James Wan didn't he do that one? Uh, he he did the original. Well, didn't he do the one so, where the uh, with the character with the face on the back of it and ran backwards? Yes. That horror movie. Yes. Uh, what was Mil- it? Uh, Million. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He does a lot of horror movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. That uh-huh. movie was not actually. Uh, the minute I found out the actual what was going on, I laughed every time I saw that. Film oh, it was great. It was it was, just, a, it was, it was a great so reveal goofy. though. I mean, in all honesty, it like was that. goofy. It oh, was it was the great though. Thing I've it was ever like seen. what. <laughs> <laughs> How does that point in the script? The drugs kicked in. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's all I got out of that. Well, you'd, you'd, you'd think, you know, brushing your hair, you'd go, why is it so bumpy back there? Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> who hit me in the eye? I'm br- brushing my hair. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, uh, Blue Beetle, I don't know. It's still kind of a – see, these other two films are still pre-James Gunn. So they yeah. might probably will yeah. underperform, but um, no, people beat? are kind of giving st- James Gunn static about um, the Flash, and also yeah, that um, was before him. Like, yeah, it, so I don't know why they're giving him static. He, he had like, nothing uh, to do with it. Blue Beetle's the start of his right. Of mm-hmm. his... I don't know. He hasn't yeah, had any. I, I, he hasn't I touched any of it. I haven't, so I I haven't heard how. anything. About, he hasn't really talked about Blue Beetle that I've heard. Yeah, I mean, his actual start will be the Superman Legacy movie. Okay, well, so. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do with it. I mean, me too. Well, well, I, we still got to get through these other two movies. So I'm just excited that it's not yet another Superman origin story. Yeah. Well, kind of. Uh, anyway, uh, but saying that this year hasn't started on the right foot would be an understatement. Now would be the right time to finally squash all the casting rumors and announce who. Will be in this film, according to Deadline. David Kurtzonswit and Rachel Broanhan will be playing Clark Kent, aka Superman, and Lois Lane in Superman Legacy. Woohoo! Do you know any of these people? Negative. And that's neither. kind of the point. They, 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 say, tend, no they tend to cast uh, no names. Uh, uh, David Kurtzonswit uh, does look like a younger version of Henry Cavill. So just so you know, <laughs> it, I'm it looking it up be like Henry Cavill's here. little brother. That's how he yeah, looks. So maybe they'll bring Cavill in to be to be uh, Jor-El now, <laughs> or Bizarro. Hmm? Who knows? No, he does look like uh, Henry uh, Cavill there. Doesn't he look like his little yeah, brother? Yeah, he does. Okay. Uh, we'll be playing Clark Kent, blah, 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 Legacy, uh, which will be written and directed by James Gunn. Gunn also confirmed the news on his Twitter, writing accurate. 
they are not both inc- not incredibly inc- they are not only both incredible actors I'm glad I got that sentence right but also wonderful people Cornswood will be uh, taking on lead man status, man status for the first time but his face might be familiar to those who watched Pearl or We Own the City as for Brasan Brasan Han uh, she is uh, the more known of the two actors with her work on The Marvelous Mrs. Mazel. Mm-hmm. And she is jumping from being an Emmy Award-winning actress to the big screen with Lois Lane. Both actors were at the top of the list regarding rumors and whatnot. Currently, Superman Legacy has a release date of July 11th, 2025. But it's unclear whether or not the movie will stay there, whether or not the writer's strike continues, and if SAG-AFTRA decides to go on a strike later this month. Uh, Warner Brothers has neither confirmed nor denied whether they will appear in Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con next month, which they probably will because they got to promote Blue Beetle. So, Well, you'd hope. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope anyway. All right, so Bleeding Cool put some worrisome word for collectors regarding DC's Night Terrors comic books that began landing next week. The Night Terrors and Night Terrors First Blood comics are meant to come out with special neon cardstock covers and an extra $2 on the cover price. But Bleeding Cool has been told that rather than the traditional neon inks that people would be expecting, those who have seen advanced copies told Bleeding Cool that they look like a plain red, blue, yellow recoloring instead of what collectors would deem a real neon ink treatment, which is foil E. Uh, the yellow may stand out in the dark, but it's not near any glow effect for a comic price more than a cardstock. This seems to look more like a misprint. Uh, this wouldn't wouldn't have been the first time a comic book publisher's big idea of a new comic book tra- variant that doesn't hasn't played well in reality. So, just a FYI, if you were looking to get any of those. Uh, uh, Night Terror's First Blood uh, variants. I do uh, feel like we were back neon. in the 90s again where they're just trying to come up with new different like, kind of covers. They had like variants. the 3D comics. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh. yeah, those were horrible. So terrible. Those were and they horrible. came with like the horrible glasses. You, they didn't even, you couldn't even like wear them. You had to hold them. You could, yeah, you just <laughs> like, and, and to add a distance yep. too. Yeah. Uh, and then they had that one character. I think it was a DC character. It was like 3D Man or something where he had like this whole body this whole scheme was like uh, par- the colors. Polar, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, would remember that clown? He should have been a clown. Vaguely, if he wasn't a clown, maybe, he should have been yeah. a clown. Yeah. Anyway, uh, from 2019 to 2023, an Anslet Comics Group published a series called White Widow, and then suddenly stopped. <laughs> It like appears that this might be why. This November, the sister of all super spies will have her own Marvel Comics series. Yelena Bolova, who who gained greater prominence in the Black Widow movie and Hawkeye mm-hmm. series on Disney+, Plus, will be getting her own comic book series for Marvel in November titled White Widow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number one. Uh, we'll tell a new story for the super spy who lived a very different life from her fellow recruit from the Red Room, one of Marvel's most en- en- enigmatic anti-heroes, super spies, rogue agent, shadow of the Black Black Widow, uh, Yolanda Bolva, Bolova, has been uh, many things, but striking out as a hero in her own right is new to her. Now that she's finally free to choose her own path, somebody gave her a sock. She's like, mm. what's his, you know, what's his name? Like Dobby. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, who will she become? Apparently, the White Widow. Yes. Uh, but anyway. Elena is a free widow. <laughs> I did that to somebody once. 
I, I, there was a sock. I, I was at work. I, I saw a sock just laying there. I grabbed, and I threw it at him, and they grabbed him. I'm like, you're free. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know the expletives that they yelled at me after that. <laughs> All true. Any British kid who read British weekly comic books in the 60s, 70s, or 80s isn't listening to this show. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) uh, we'll be familiar with this cry. Great news for all readers inside. The comic book would say on the cover of the issue to be revealed as your favorite strips from Blinky Bonky (laughs) will now be appearing. Blinky Blinky Bonky. Bonky. Uh, We'll be appearing with your favorite favorite strips from Crow Womp. Womp. He was even better than Blinky Bunky. Crikey. Oh, that's wrong country. Yeah, Never that mind. is. That's Australia. But if you grew up a British, you, you know, Britain. You know, spotty. Yes, or like Blinky. Crumpet. Blinky Bunky. Crumpet. Uh, two comic books would merge with the dream of carrying both titles readerships to hopefully combine them and keep one comic alive instead of canceling the both. Eventually, the strips for the lesser title would mostly be dropped and the title would fade from the masthead. Now Rebellion Publishing is asking, what if 20,000 AD had merged with Battle Action inside a mer- itself a merged title of 20,080's war-themed predecessor in the 1980s? So they are reviving Battle Action in the pages of 20,000 AD, which teams, which team, team-ups uh, of the respective characters as well as Dreadverse versions of classic battle strips. A special 48-page bumper issue of 2080 Prog 2350 and a 132-page Judge Dread magazine number 460 will be merged with Battle Action for two issues only. The comics will be published on the 20th of September in UK and the 1st of November in the US. And 90% of that article I just read you read like VCR instructions to me, I swear. Yeah, I was I had, like lost. I could not follow Sorry. that. Blinky so. Bonky. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Monty Python Slang Circus. Uh, so from the comic books being released July 5th, at least here, yeah, I highlight the number one issues and or major story or anniversary issues that are being released because those are the ones that have the most value interest to collectors and investors. Don't base your buying decisions solely on my opinion. It, after all, is only my opinion. To keep this list to a minimum, I do not include in it trade paperbacks, graphic novel collections, hardcover, softcover volumes, or reprints. If you're an independent comic book company or creator and you have something coming out, please let me know by sending me an email at popculturegaboom at gmail.com. Com. Put the upcoming comics in the subject line and inclu- put upcoming comics in the subject line, not all of the upcoming comics. <laughs> yeah. I want to be very specific line. about That's that. Uh, in the body of the email, you'll put your upcoming comics, titles, books, and uh, publisher's name and the issue number so that I can add them in the future. First up from Advent Comics comes Thorn Number 1. From Archie Comic Publications, Betty and Veronica, Friends Forever, Beach Party Number 1, One Shot. From Comic Experience Publishing, Astro and Inez La Novella, number one, one shot with two cover variants. From Dark Horse Comics, Brainstormers, number one. Hey, Eric in Whittier, California, how are you? You're showing up late <laughs> by an hour. Uh, but he's busy working on a movie, so. He was watching Blinky Bonky. He he's, was. He's busy. He was busy. Uh, Dream Horse Comics has Barnstormers, number one, with a wallet busting eight cover variants. DC Comics has Night Terrors Batman number one of two with a wall of busting six cover variants. Night Terrors Black Adam number one of two with a wall of busting six cover variants. Night Terrors First Blood number one one shot 
with a wallet busting eight cover variance and Night Terror's Poison Ivy number one of two with a wallet busting six cover variance. Night Terror's Ravager number one of two with a uh, wallet busting six cover variance. Night Terror's The Joker number one of two with a wallet busting six cover variance. Hmm. I'm sensing wow. a theme. You think? So wow. now, we're, now, now, here's my question though, based on the previous article that, or the one before that. About the neon color. The coloring. neon, yeah, like, so is that all of these variants had that, or was one of these variants had the neon color in for each so, of these comics? So like, uh, yeah, each one of those has a variant, I guess. Or, or was so it just the, the Night Terror's First oh, Blood so. number one? Uh, oh. the Night Terror's First Blood number one one shot, which has eight cover variants. It could have been that one. So just that I, one. Okay. I, I don't okay. know for, for, for a fact. I will find out though, uh, during the next break, which is coming up in five minutes. Frank Miller presents. Why did you both look at the board at the same time when I said that? Well, <laughs> well, I was just saying, it's, okay, I'm looking down at the clock. So. Yeah. That's, that's his usual job. Uh, that's my job right now. So we're both I, like, where I can look at it, look it up. So, uh, from Frank Miller presents ancient enemies, a greater good number one with two cover variants, image comic has Swan Songs, number one with three cover variants. Weird Work, number one of four with four cover variants. Invader Comics has Animals, number one of two. Mad Cave Studios has Under the Influence, number one of five. (laughs) (laughs) But he died over me under under the influence of what? (laughs) Uh, Marvel Comics has Captain America, number 750, with a bank-busting 12 cover variants. Uh, Marvel, Captain Marvel Dark Tempest number one of five with a bank busting ten cover variants. Marvel Zero number one with four cover variants. Thor Annual number one with a wallet busting five cover variants. X-Men Before the Fall Sinister Four number one with four cover variants. Opus Comics has Gene Simmons Dominatrix number one of four. <laughs> Friend oh. of the show. <laughs> Gene. <laughs> He is. He's, he's a good friend of the show. Him and David Faustino. We have Bud and David Faustino. Yeah, he was on here a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bud Buddy, yeah. Yeah. Bud, uh, friends of the show. <laughs> well, I know David probably is. But yeah, I don't know about Gene. <laughs> yeah. I hear somebody calling. Yeah, oh, I'm getting the stink eye. I'm getting the stink eye. <laughs> well, check out my art gallery of googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> GeneSimmons.net. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you out there. Googly <laughs> eyes. Gene never right. looks so good. Uh, Red 5 Comics has Prometheus in Chains, number 106. And if you were wondering, yes, it is kind of a Frankenstein knockoff with two cover variants. Scout Comics has E-Junkie, number one, with two cover variants. Magic's Rabbit, number one, of with two cover variants. One of the cover variants looks like a hat. Uh, Sweet Downfall, number one. Thanks, Romina, Romina. Number one of, of number one with two cover variants. Sumerian Comics has Pink Elephant. Number one of three. Pink Elephant probably goes up with the under the influence kind of tight, you know, kind of, <laughs> of a little crossover. But anyway, uh, with two cover variants, Titan Comics has Doctor Who Doomsday. Number one of Ooh. two with two cover variants, and Heat Seeker, a Mud Honey series. Number one of four with a wallet busting nine cover variants. And those are the comics coming out. Was that always kind of a thing when we were growing up? Like so many variant color. Uh, no, colors. no. It's, oh, no. It, this is no. insane. No, no the nineties were the big area for for variants and stuff, I yeah. mean, which uh, got started by uh, um, Todd McFarlane, pretty mm-hmm. much. Oh, oh yeah. Spider-Man yeah. number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It's nuts how many oh, covers crazy. there are. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and oh every so often we, we play bingo have, yeah, on guessing how many. We didn't get to have the guessing <laughs> yeah. game tonight. Uh, yeah, you guys were hoping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's what I've been doing lately, okay? So going through, um, like, uh, it's either Dynamite, uh, or it's boom. Dynamite, or, and, uh, Dynamite Entertainment mm-hmm. and Boom Studios. Right. One of those two, usually every week, will have something with, like, I'm not kidding you, up to a, like 26, 30 yeah. cover variants. <laughs> Why? I have no idea why. I mean, yeah, but, uh, but so I, I turned it into a game. You know, the next time I take these guys to the movies, I'm like, okay, whoever gets the number right, I'll buy your concessions. And most of the time, we're always off, we yeah, yeah. off by one. Yeah, and most Both of the time, we're, yeah. we're guessing in the 20s and we're still not high enough. <laughs> oh my enough. gosh. Yes. This is it's, nuts. It is. It really is sometimes. So it's, it's, I've, I've wanted to ask that for a long time. Like when I'm listening along at home, I'm like, how many? Is there? I, you know, I use different language off the air, but it's like, <laughs> holy cow, there's a lot. Yes, there is. Whew. It gets nutty sometimes. Yeah, that's and, and and it's sad because like the, the comic book stores have to buy so many in order to get. Oh yeah, like some of so them are, many are different cover variants. Right. Yeah, like one in uh, one thousand, so they have to buy the comic book shop has to order a thousand issues oh, to get gosh. that one variant. And yeah. you may not, you may not. They're even never going to sell exactly. that many, many issues. It's not so like it, it's, they may produce yeah. it, but in where New is York, it? They're not yeah. going to sell that many no. issues. Uh, or or L A. So it, it is really nutty. Well, it is time for that hard break. Unless okay, as the music, it just ended up being a break, but something broke, I should say. Anyway, um, so uh, with that being said, we'll be back with more Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. It is the top of the hour currently in Carson City. It is mostly sunny, windy, and ninety-one degrees. So don't go anywhere. More Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show right after this. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. Let's entertain. <sighs> okay. Uh, I don't know what all the weird whispering was there. Oh, you yeah, know, it's kind of simulating. Well, I know you were, audience. what you were doing, it was like, oh, he was casting spells. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody has to summon Cthulhu if you don't have anything to yes. mispronounce. Oh, I will. Right. I will. Uh, Psy Games revealed this week that they will be doing something awesome with the Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising as we're getting a special tournament. You Ooh. might be thinking to yourself, what? <laughs> Uh, but the game isn't over yet. It isn't out yet. Uh, you're also probably saying that too. And you would not be wrong. This is an open beta tournament. I've never heard of an open beta tournament before, but they're doing one, meaning everyone who participates will have access to a limited number of characters to see who the best of the best is with a game that isn't complete, but is finished just enough to hold a competition. Players can register to take part in the event right now, as you can play the open beta on PlayStation consoles at the end of July, with the big tournament happening at the Games booth on August 4th at EVO 2023 in Las Vegas. The Grand Blue Fantasy vs. Rising Online beta for the PS5 and PS4 platforms will take place over three days, starting with a closed pre-access beta on July 26th Pacific Time. July 26th Pacific Time. That makes no sense. Um, <laughs> and you, don't you usually need a time? I know. I was like, Pacific what, time. Midnight Pacific time, 5 a.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Yeah, didn't say. Um, oh, and it gets weirder. Before the open, <laughs> it gets weirder. It does. Before the open beta from July 8th until July 30th PT 
Only players who have registered will have a chance to participate in the pre-access beta registration, which opens at 12 midnight, uh, July 5th through the 6th. PT. I'm guessing Pacific it's time. Pacific. PT is Pacific time. Okay. Well, well, yeah, but it's I don't know. PST they, for standard time or, you know, PT, PDT for Pacific daylight. Who's putting this on? Nintendo? Sci Games. Soy Games. More details regarding the online beta will be announced on the official Grand Blue Fantasy versus Twitter account. Secure your spot in the Open Beta Tournament at Evo 2023 on August 4, 2023. An Open Beta Tournament will be held using the beta version of Green Blue Fantasy Green. Blue, Grand Blue versus Rising at Evo 2023. Registration is open now for any Evo 2023 attendees who wish to participate in the event. Ooh. I have no idea what I just read. Ooh. I'm confused myself. <laughs> you confuse yourself? Yeah. No, I said I'm oh, confused. A lot of, a lot of PTs. Yeah, P- you think Pete. P- well, the only you have a time maybe it's put on before by you a put Pacific entity. time. Yeah. Not a date for Pacific time, so yeah, that's, that's what that's weird. throwing me off. Uh, Digital Extremes took a moment to reveal some of the events they have planned for the annual Warframe event. Well, good for them. Technocon, <laughs> uh, about time uh, or whatever, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to have an event. What's going on? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> the team dropped new de- details on the schedule they have planned for the event, as well as some of what you'll have in store for players in-game who aren't able to participate in the event. As to to any reveals and whatnot, that's, st- that's all still being kept under wraps, but it feels like they got some major plans in the works. On Saturday, August 26th, fellow Warframe players will become a part of one of the most significant moments in gaming at Digital Extreme's 8th Annual Technocon, where attendees will be immersed in 10th anniversary Warframe celebrations and get a glimpse into the future of a with a first-hand look at significant world premieres happening live from the RBC Place in London, Ontario, Canada. Technocon 2023 will kick off at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. See, that's how you write a time and a date. Uh, On Saturday, August 26th, that's how you write a time and a date. With a welcoming segment from Community Director Megan Everett and Creative Director Rebecca Ford to give viewers and attendees a lay of the land and tease up the day's activities... Technocon attendees will then embark on a day of adventure with Digital Extreme's main stage at the center of the action, from exploring the art and sounds of Warframe in panels to revealing Warframe's most significant moment of the year with Techno Live. The Technocon main stage is set to be bigger and better than ever before. What are you guys doing? Is it Techno or is it Tenno? Techno. Huh. That is a good question. Because uh, yeah. if it's Warframe, the, the the character you play is called a Tenno. T- okay. T-E-N-N-O. Someone doesn't know how to write then. Yeah. They started out as Techno-Con, and now that that's I'm getting towards the... I'm seeing like... I'm seeing the beat. Well, that's why I'm, I'm like... I'm like, like this is like Rebecca and Megan, yeah. and we're coming live. Today's party time, baby. <laughs> like Everybody's going to have like the silent DJ thing yes. where they have the headphones on. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering it's where you guys, time, over, you guys were over here fun. raving. I was like, what the? <laughs> 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 There's a raving studio. <laughs> All right. It's <laughs> always a party when Tony's here. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I feel uh, like we need glow sticks now. Uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was hearing. Every time he kept saying Technocon. Yeah. I'm like, 
Only okay. a Technocon. Now it's saying Tenocon. Featuring Tenno Live, the Tenocon main stage. Uh, players unable to attend Tenocon <laughs> in person can experience the sold out event. Well, of course, they're not going to be able to attend. It's sold out. What are you talking about if they can't? But if you can dream it, it'll happen. Yeah, <laughs> Come okay. to my con. <laughs> but you got to be only. raving when you're walking <laughs> through the door to get in. Yeah, there you go. got to be doing that while you're walking Come in. Come see Megan when you get in. Glow sticks flying. Right? Secret yeah, handshake only. <laughs> uh, Tenocon in person can experience the sold-out event and main stage programming by tuning in to Twitch, YouTube, and Steam. 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 It's Steam. Steve. Not Steve. Steam. It's still June, which means there are, no, it ain't. There are still more video game showcases to see as the Anna Piranha and interactive showcase live stream took place uh, the other day. Uh, we got an array of announcements for new games, including Green Bike and Lush Foil Photography Sim. A photography uh, sim. Yeah. <laughs> that's wow. That's, We're going on is... adventure. This is my Kodak filter. Uh, what I like to do is I like to go around my yard, and this is a bug. I mean, and I captured it. It gave me five points. Almost all the games have like a, a camera function yeah. in them. Yeah. Like, yeah. but this, this one is where I get my achievement. Is a camera function. Yeah. So, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, wow. this is so, like if I oh. catch a rare bug, it's it's going to probably be like points. it's like that. What that there was that one that power Ooh, washer. A power. Yes. It's going to do like millions like that power washing game. Yeah. Power washing game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a power washing where you just power washed like a concrete driveway, but it did millions. Like, I, I don't understand simplistic it. Simplistic stuff. <laughs> yeah. You can sell stuff. Well, yeah. It's, it's just not- one of those things where you don't you don't really lose or win. You just kind of just sit there and just go. What yeah. are you doing? Oh, I'm pressure washing the yeah. sidewalk yeah. just like dad told me to do. Duh. Yeah. didn't say, wow. oh, God, done. Yeah. just had to get Seriously? done. Yeah. I think yeah. dad's. Yeah. Okay. There's some wild stuff out there, man, that people just buy into. Yep. Yeah. Just, the you goat know, simulator. I, 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 does that goat simulator yeah. too now? <laughs> like, well, I know. Well, <laughs> what is that? That was ridiculous. You're going to raise some goats. There's, there's a game. Uh, no, you're a goat. It's like. Oh, you yeah. are a goat. Yeah. Yeah. You like are a goat. First person POV. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and the physics are so broken. Yeah. It's like a bad game. video game. Oh. Yeah. yeah and weird. they're purposely broken yeah. and they will not fix it. They'll just let people. Basically, you could run headlong into a like a. A gas truck and literally blow the goat three miles into the sky, and it can still have it do things while it's falling. Yeah, like what? What would a goat do? <laughs> it's, I'm it's serious. Game. Yeah. I don't understand. They come it. up with some weird right. stuff. There's a game coming out on uh, Xbox Game Pass. It's on PlayStation now. <laughs> it's the Strays. You could just play. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. House cat. Yeah. yeah. These are the guys who are doing it. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So, that's part of this article, actually. Yeah. Uh, where was I even? Sorry, I got sidetracked. Oh yeah. Uh, for photography sim updates for titles like Cocoon, Thirsty Suitors. That's my favorite. I'm, and, a thirst, <laughs> I'm a thirsty suitor here. Um, my uh, favorite uh, game. Of that thirsty. sounds like it's a brown chicken, brown cow kind of game. Actually, yeah, I mean thirsty thirst. suitors. Rated M for mature. Uh, or, yeah, or worse. I mean, but anyway. Voice, like, and uh, Bounty yeah. Star and some quick news like how Stray is coming to Xbox. Uh, we have the complete rundown for uh, what sh- was shown off with notes from Anna Peruna Interactive about each one. The first title developed by Anna Peruna Interactive, Blade Runner 2033 Labyrinth, is an upcoming PC console game that expands the iconic franchise. Ghost Bike is a new title developed by Mushof that puts players in the shoes of a streetwise kid from Free Hub City on a mission to revive the last of the Ghost Bikes the magical couriers who rode between the world of the living and the world of the dead. Hmm. 
sounds like original. No, they should. Uh, well, this is my huffy. You know what they should have done? They should have. They should have done that here in Nevada with the uh, Pony Express. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Ghost we had bike. The, those would be ghost riders, right? We're on yeah. adventures. They already on ghost create bike. the Pony Express. <laughs> Pedaling my huffy on a ghost bike. Ghost bike. <laughs> Play it now. Coming to the Switch next year. Oh, yeah. Uh, the magic on blah, 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 blah. Experience uh, detailed, true-to-life reactions of beautiful and diverse locations around the world in lush foil photography sim. Laura Lee and the Laser Eyes invites players to take a journey into the nightmarish reality to solve the enigma of Lorelei and the Laser Eyes. Yeah, that would be solving a mystery. Lorelei. And it is an enigma. Uh, Cocoon takes you on, not the, based on the movie, by the way. Cocoon Aww. takes you on an adventure I across the world. <laughs> I want to be an old guy just swimming around in a pool until I get I mean, younger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Cocoon who, the Return. Who doesn't want to play as Wilford yeah. Brimley, really? Yeah, yeah, only on PlayStation 5. Just, and every now and then just stop and go, diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-order now, diabetes pack. <laughs> oh, the boy. deluxe edition. Cocoon <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> ah, takes you on an adventure across worlds within worlds. Master world leaping mechanics to unravel a cosmic mystery from Outer Loop Games comes Thirsty Suitors, a game about culture, relationships, Family um, pressures and expressing oneself, and I'm glad they stopped there. Wow! Yeah, because we didn't want we did, we don't need to hear the brown chicken brown cow. No, parts. we no. don't. Um, okay, yeah, because uh, yeah. What game are you playing, honey? I'm playing Thirsty Suitors. I'm telling the world how I feel. I'm depressed today, <laughs> but here at Thirsty Suitors, I'm feeling like today's a good day to get some achievement points. Follow me on my Twitch. Twitch. It's John in Carson City. Follow, follow me as I twitch. Uh, Bounty Star is an over-the-shoulder 3D action game developed by Dino God that combines mech combat and customization with farming and base building. Farming? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> mech combat. This is a great combat idea, does guys. Not go with here's farming. Your, yeah. I, know, here's I started laughing because I'm like three-story tall mech. Too bad you're like, oh, let me go pick some corn. Oh, I gotta fight <laughs> these guys. I mean. <laughs> You star in a great game starring a sand There Lompa. goes all your crop. I mean, you know, you just Lompa waste Ranch. All time. You destroy a mech and then you yeah. grab a plow and you just go Sam Lompa on 5th Street. Lompa uh, Ranch. Okay. Farm simulator. <laughs> all right. Where was I? Man, the stuff is getting crazy. Uh, Flock is a multiplayer What's your co-op. Language? Yeah. About, about birds? Is a multiplayer co-op game about the joy of flight and collecting adorable flying creatures with oh. your friends. Mundane. <laughs> well, that's not a good, exactly yeah. a great title. Yeah. Developed by yeah. Hidden Fields is now published by Anna Peruna Interactive, now on Xbox Series XS and PlayStation 5 for the first time and already available for Twitch or Switch. I can expect Twitch. these games to be free on the uh, their Game Pass services. Steam, yeah, Epic Game yeah. Store, and GOG. And a new update included uh, 4K 60 uh, FPS support on current gen platforms, additional bug fixes, new languages, and more. Stray will launch on Xbox on August 10th, 2023. Storyteller is coming to Netflix on September 26, 2023, with a free content update. The update will also be available on existing platforms. Ooh. 
That's some weirdness right there. There's some weird games coming out. I didn't know you were going to talk about Strays. That was totally random. Yeah, that was, I've like yeah. I've been actually waiting for that game to come to Xbox. Yeah. I've heard so good reviews. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've heard good reviews on it. Yeah, anybody who's a cat lover loves that game. Yeah. I have a friend who plays that because you can customize the cat. She made it look like her cat that just recently passed away, so it's oh. like you can still play with it. Oh. That's next level crazy cat lady. Yes. Yeah. Well, there was a, <laughs> no, there was kind of a weird game that came out last year. It hit all the systems. You play as a goose. You just, you go, like, it's a weird, like, 2D. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah. And you just, people are in the park and you can attack them as a goose and you just go around. <laughs> that's too much like real life. Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. There's a little lady wow. sitting on the bench. You go up, you go be the goose. <laughs> My girlfriend loves them. They're, they're great. Goose? Yeah, geese. Uh, Love okay. All right. Here are the cons and events I was able to find going on worldwide the week uh, of July 3rd through July 9th. Uh, I cannot stress enough that if you do not go to these events, they will stop happening or will not return to your area. So if you're thinking, I'll go next week, next month, next year, they may not happen near you ever again, period. If one or more of these are near you, go check them out. And if they are not, check your local game hobby and comic book shops for great events going on in your area. If you, if you have or know of a pop culture event coming up in your area, I can add to this list. Please contact me at popculturekaboom at gmail.com before the event happens would be nice. Yeah, because after, you know, doesn't really help us. No. Yeah. Or you. Or you. Uh, but upcoming uh, event Jimmy, in the you, subject can line. Can you pitch my uh, Denver Comic Con? It, it was a week ago. It was a week ago. Yeah, yeah no. let me hop yeah. into the time machine with a um, Mr. Right, Peabody. Scott, Jimmy, uh, we got to go back in time and promote <laughs> the show. <laughs> You know, there's a meme going around now. It's because uh, he was in the the Mandalorian. Yeah. So it's like he was he was the, in the Mandalorian, and uh, and and he was the man in the DeLorean. DeLorean. Oh. Right, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say bad joke. He's also yeah. in the memes for the Warsby House. It's 2026. And the Warsby House still not done. <laughs> hey, that's true. It was supposed to be done like what 20 years ago. Yeah. Jeez. It's actually up for sale too. I saw it at Nevada Appeal today when I was uh, visiting my dad. It was was in there. It's like now for sale the Ornsby House. Yeah, half constructed, only sixteen mil. Yeah, so uh, you definitely want to do this beforehand, and I will definitely want to do this after. This break. Uh, we got a minute. Yeah, you got literally 53 All right, July 5th through the 9th is Dice Tower East 2023 at the Carib Royal, Orlando, Orlando, Florida. July 6th through the 9th is Fur uh, 2023. <laughs> oh, it's Canadian. It's Fur, eh? Oh, Fur, eh? Okay. Furry. At the Edmonton Inn and Conference Center in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. July 6th through the 9th is Kaikas. I guess. 2023. I think uh, I think the proper way to pronounce it might get us in trouble on radio. Oh, hey. kick ass! <laughs> no <Yeah>. trouble here. <laughs> anyway, at Use the at the Holy Ghost Society in Peabody, Maryland, is interesting. that interesting? <laughs> yeah, hmm. uh, the X Files 30th anniversary event 2023 at the July 738th at the Sarasota Springs City Center in Sarasota Springs, New York. July 7th through 8th is Anime Blues Con 2023 at the Convention Center in Memphis, Tennessee. And thankfully, that's the music, meaning that it's time for the go for a break. When we get back, it'll be movie time with Tony Sanfilippo. So don't go anywhere. More Pop Culture Boom Radio Show. And plus, we still got Dave Haworth from Colossus Girl Entertainment coming up. He is the president of Colossus Girl Entertainment, which means that they are the ones in charge of the Silver Age Comic Con coming to the Reno Sparks Convention Center next Saturday. And he'll be giving away free tickets and telling us everything that'll be going on. So don't go anywhere. More coming up right after this.
Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom, a radio show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. Each week, the film powers that be released the dozens of movies, some of which you will never hear about except here. Each week's upcoming releases are carefully picked over from Rotten Tomatoes, and up to five films are selected from genres that I would watch, and those genres are action, adventure, horror, science fiction, anime, or fantasy, and that is pretty much it. With that in mind, we sit through some of the most hideous trailers ever made, so you don't have to, and we will read you the synopsis of each film, then give you our not-so-humble opinions. Bear in mind, we are not professional movie critics. We are just overly opinionated blowhards, but Mr. Tony Sanfilippo! Yay! Of Filippo's Horrible Reviews is... You can catch all of Tony's fan Filippo's reviews of concerts, television shows, and movies at Filippo's Horrible Reviews on Facebook. And up right now, I shared it the other day when you put it up, was the uh, your review of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Disaster. I mean, Destiny. <laughs> Dial of Disaster with Dr. Jones and yeah. little short round B played by Benny. Yeah, he was back in it too, huh? No short round. He wasn't in it. Oh, no. but short, they, short round should have been instead of mutt. It should have been short round. And oh, absolutely, yeah. it could have mm-hmm. been better. Now there is a, a take. So Indy's kind of a side character. It's about him, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the goddaughter, yeah. she's got her sidekick that's supposed to be like short round. So there's a lot of oh, callbacks. There's originality. But yeah, but not charming like short round though. Oh, oh there's but, originality. But very similar with like the being the little thief and the little pickpocket and stuff oh. like that. But oh. just uh, it was not. Yeah. I'm so glad it's radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving it a thumbs up, folks. He sure ain't. Hey, but it ain't uh, two so, thumbs. But here on the Pop Culture Kaboom radio show, we do utilize a carefully crafted and patented Pop Culture Kaboom movie rating system, which goes as follows. If it is worth seeing in a theater at full price, it is a good, not a great. That is to be determined by you if you choose to see it in the theater. If it is, seems worth watching in a theater as a matinee or in your town's cheap theater, it is a so-so. If it seems like it's worth something watching on a streaming service or as a rental or however you choose to watch the film while avoiding social interaction, it is a blah. And if it is deemed so awful you should wait for it to be on public television, it is considered a touch brown because FCC regulations say we can't use profanity. (laughs) So with that being said, uh, we got five movies. I'm going to throw the uh, proverbial dart at the dartboard here and Biosphere. That's everybody. Biosphere. Yeah, uh, let me in the again. not too distant future. Sorry, <laughs> I, I like that. That's the beginning of Mystery Science Theater yeah. 2000. <laughs> in the not so distant future, uh, in the not so distant future, the last two men on Earth must adapt and evolve to save humanity. Ooh, wow! Ooh, the yeah. trailer felt claustrophobic. Two guys essentially trapped in an apparently very very small space. But not, uh, but Jeb must not only learn to cope with being housed together with no way to leave the environment because the outside world has apparently gone through an apocalyptic event. Even in prison, you don't have to have 24-hour constant contact with your roomie. You get yard time, something that these two cannot get. Movies like this make me edgy. I've gone through my entire adult life, literally, I'm not joking, without ever having a true roommate, and my personality would be the reason for that, but I digress. Not only that, this sci-fi that focuses more on the drama looks like a stage play that's budget went to the actors in the single set design, instead of uh, anything that'll make it really worth watching for me, so I'm giving it a touch brown. 
Tony, what say you? Bud and Doyle get simultaneously dumped by their eco-conscious girlfriends, Monique and Jen, in the middle of the <laughs> desert, needing the bathroom. The two friends enter what they think is a mall, but soon realize a high-profile, secure biological experiment. Oh, wait. That was Biodome. <laughs> this is Biosphere, a movie that should have happened if the weasel and Baldwin never crashed the party. <laughs> this movie looks boring. Slow, lame, stupid, and it doesn't hold up to that 90s flick that probably also doesn't hold up anymore biodome so for me this is a touch brown buddy (laughs) (laughs) just another whiz (laughs) whatever that noise is yeah Yeah. the weasel (laughs) weasel. (laughs) all right rob what say you uh mark duplass good sterling k brown good this trailer bad like (laughs) why did they do this like seriously like they're good actors and like it dragged it like is, it was like right? it was like seriously like this is going to be the longest movie I've ever seen if I watch this like <laughs> no it's short it's like a stage play yeah, yeah. no I was waiting no. for some patty cake it's, in there yeah or like it just Jeez. seems like it's going to be like go on and on and on so no touch brown okay <laughs> Spencer what say you well again the actors are really good and they do seem to have a good chemistry together yeah but unless there's like some flashbacks to like before time or something this is. Like you said, it's going to feel like a, a stage a stage play with a budget, and it's only like one stage. And wow, yeah. um, the only reason I, I, no, I, I am going to break the the touch brown streak. <laughs> I am going to go with a very low, cautious blah. Just because nice. you're good. Just because the, the actors actor saves it. Yeah, right? yeah, just because the actors have a really good chemistry and might be able to sell it. If there is anything else besides just this one blasted room. There ain't. And good luck with that. Because yeah. <laughs> I will not be watching that whatsoever. All right, Tony, what is next? Bad Girl Boogie. Bad Girl Boogie follows Angel, whose mother was brutally murdered one Halloween night when blood was shed by a deranged killer wearing a parasitic mask cursed with black magic and bigotry. <laughs> 16 years later, when Angel's best friend is slaughtered by a killer with the same mask, they must overcome their personal struggles, fight their fear, and fight the mask killer before he, or it, slaughters everyone they hold <laughs> dear. Bad girl, Boogie. Before he, they assumed it's pronouns. It's he, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, this thing just kept saying random stuff in the trailer, too. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, it's a cheesy-looking mask that makes people kill. The first girl is sitting they're wearing the band ghost shirt which i like that i was like oh she's wearing a ghost shirt cool um but she just stands there and then that the person just kills her there's a different preview where she goes yeah she's like says something stupid before it oh not a dream not a dream or something like that like yeah the one i watched she's just standing there and here comes this dumb mask yeah no i ended up watching both of them it looked like they they hit her but they pan away and then she's like oh and she's wearing her ghost t-shirt but you know, seriously, the only mask movie I want to watch where someone gets the power is the 94 Jim Carrey one. Smoking. <laughs> well, this one I'll be skipping as it does look stupid. It's not enticing. And who can stop the dreaded mask? I mean, this mask is cheesy. It's like a, like Damn a paper plate. Yeah, it looks <laughs> like, like a Guy Fox thing. mask, but they took, they shaved off the goatee. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty bad. Unfortunately, uh, I gotta give this a touch brown. Just okay. pretty cheesy. Yeah. All right. Oof. As low budget as this looks, it honestly has some potential to be creepy, possibly supernatural scary, and I would possibly watch it, even though I'm not a fan of supernatural horror. A parasitic mask cursed with black magic and sigh bigotry. Yes. 
That is the hard angle they have to go go for instead of just centering around supernatural weirdness. I would have watched this because I wouldn't. I would have watched this because I don't care what the sexual orientation of the leads are. A good horror movie with the whole cast portrayed gay, bi, trans. It doesn't matter to me. It's it, it as long as it is still a good horror movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this one had to go hard with the bigotry and its movie and its movie. Mode as its movie motivator. Uh, why does this matter to me? Because I don't want to be preached to while I'm trying to be entertained. Nor am I watching the entertain watching entertainment for social justice warring. So this has ju- has all the potential to be a really good slasher supernatural horror movie, but it pushed too hard on its notion of social messaging for me. Went from a blah to a touch brown and. Point zero five seconds. Yeah, I felt the I felt there was the pushing of the message there. I'm like, I get it. That's cool. It doesn't doesn't seem to add to the story. It didn't. No. If they would have just left that complete yeah, that angle completely out of it, good I could care less. Movie. Okay, yeah. yeah, they're lesbians. I don't care. Yeah. They're at a gay bar. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. it looks I think, like it's going to be good. But no, I think that's the motivation of the killer. Yeah. So if that's the motivation of the killer where he's killing gay people, well, because then, well, then they, they, they say that this mask jumps from person to person and it brings out, it I lets, guess, your bigotry because well, that's all it talks them about. Kill is what one yeah. of them says. It doesn't make them kill. It, it lets d- them kill. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> make you kill. It makes you whatever deep down. And it's like, oh, so they're basically saying everybody's bigots deep down. I don't know yeah. what they're trying to say. So it's it's irritating. Uh, it's, that, that's just an angle they the could have left out. But that's why I think they were going with that is because yeah. that was the motivation that of the makes killer. Sense. You yeah. know? This is why you have us, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We kind of break it down. Like, if you're watching, you're hey, not, I ended up like, watching two of them because I saw I saw <laughs> no, a long saw one. Two. I, I only saw well, one. Well, I saw a long one, and I'm like, crap. Was this the one? No, you that helped he me saw? answer that one. So, so thank you. I want to make sure I saw the right one. So. <laughs> no, you so did. nice. He had to watch him twice. Yeah. Uh, so all right, uh, Spencer. What say you? <laughs> well, you know, there's an episode of the new uh, Twilight Zone that uh, Jordan Peele did. Where people touched a meteorite and it brought out their worst instincts. And it ended up, it was just a rock. The, 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 the evil was in them the whole time. Dun, dun, dun. And it sounds like preach, this is basically, preach, preach, this, preach. and this is basically what this mask is gonna, uh, the problem is, I think we're cleverer than the people who wrote this movie. <laughs> so they're gonna go with, and, and the mask didn't have any actual power. It was just you. You are the evil one. And I don't like being told I'm the evil one. Yeah. I mean, people can say I am or not, whatever. But so evil. This, this is obviously not, I am not the, dem- the target demographic. So I'm going to touch brown it. If I, if you don't want me to see it, I won't see it. Bye. Uh, okay. Yeah. Rob, what say you? <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. It seemed very low budget. Um, the whole premise of the fact that like the mask lets you kill, not makes you kill, and then there's that one. I don't know, and I don't even know which preview it was in, but then like the guy, one kid puts it on, and then he like tries to rip it off, and it's like, oh my god, like from putting it on. So I don't know, like, <laughs> just seems very cheesy, late night, like if you're totally drunk, blah. Um, <laughs> But for me, it's going to be a touch brown. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. If it had any sense of fun to it, yeah. I would, I would it, definitely that, have given it a blah. No, I, I it, to me, it just seemed too low budget. Wow. Really? Yeah. Um, I, there was, I, I see. I, I, was I thought you were going to go blah. I, I well, that. and that's why I, I, had, I almost was blah. Like, if you're drunk enough, you'll watch yeah, it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. See, and this is what I try to. Ch- I try to channel the kindness of 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 his to his horror movies, and. <laughs> 
I, I, the ones I think he's going to blah or so so. It's one like of the oh, things touch I brow. Like, one yeah. of the things that like I like in the horror movie, no matter how much, it's got to have some sort of scary. Fi- this was not scary at all. Like there's no. no scariness to this. Yeah. And gore. Where was the gore? Yeah. There was no gore. There was just like, a <laughs> cheesy mass killer. That's yeah, how I felt. Like. It seemed, it seemed like my bloody mask. Valentine yeah. or uh, that Except stupid cheaper. one. No, there's that one Cupid. Uh, Val- it was called Valentine. Yeah. Oh. The killer was Cupid. David Boreanaz. Yeah. 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 Actually, it, the funny thing about uh, the the my bloody Valentine one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my sister was able to identify the killer just because she was such a fan of the actor. Oh, Jensen she, yeah, she she recognized his butt and the way he walked, <laughs> and she goes, "Oh, he's the killer." <laughs> Ten minutes in, it's like okay. You're like, well, yes, okay. I know a cheek um, when yeah. I see one. All right, up next, our deadly vows is the next movie. Wow. A couple celebrating their one year anniversary, friends, before bidding them farewell, perhaps forever. Bye bye. Yeah. All right. So why was this title our deadly vows? With, with a title like that, you'd expect it to be about serial killers who decide to become a couple and marry amongst the carnage that they have committed. But no, we get a stranger knockoff that is not frightening, wet noodle jump scares, and a soundtrack that adds absolutely no dramatic tension. I don't know why the synopsis is. So, I, I now know why the synopsis is so short. I would don't. I would know. I. I wouldn't know what to write about <laughs> after watching this trailer either. So I'm giving it a touch brown. Tony, what say you? I will always do anything for you. And if this isn't an animal in the woods, I'm bringing Brooklyn to the woods. <laughs> yeah, I, just I know. I a few parts yeah, of the I dumb know. trailer. <laughs> okay, so basically there's a crazy guy um, that's learned, that's terrifying a group of friends at a cabin. Snap, crackle, pop. You know, the the rest, woods, dark, crazy mountain. Lots of jump scare and bound. It doesn't look horrible, kind of like in the vein of a Jordan Peele horror movie or kind of like Get Out. Um, I definitely won't go see this in theaters, but maybe I would watch this around Halloween time. I'm going to give it a low blah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's adopting my, uh, my quantifying. <laughs> yes, I got to quantify your blah. I can't say I'm going to rush out to this. Does it look great? No, but you know. It might be enough to get the uh, Paul Blart rule twenty minutes or so. <laughs> All right, Spencer, what say you? I couldn't see half of the half of the trailer. Super dark. It was so, yeah. and it was the it was the boring, murky dark. Yeah, you know, because th- there are some horror movies like we we've had guests who who have, have made horror movies and we're talking about it. He made it so you could actually see the main characters, but still had it dark. I mean, is that so hard? Apparently, yeah. Apparently. Yeah, <laughs> and just because I could not see half of it. None of the dialogues struck me as clever, and I didn't even go. I didn't have it a moment of, huh? That could be interesting. I'm gonna go just and just because I couldn't see three quarters of the trailer, touch brown. Okay, Rob, what say you? Now, did you guys see the one on Rotten Tomatoes, or did you? That was the only one I could find. I found it. I found it on YouTube, and my version was not dark at all. That's why I was like, okay, you guys are like, I didn't have any any problems with the with visuals on mine. Okay, yeah, no, mine wasn't dark either, but um, it seemed kind of like a cross between um, the strangers us. Mm-hmm. And the strangers, yeah, like, um, I don't know. It seemed like it could be interesting, like definitely like a night out. It seemed way more promising than the last one. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with the blah on this. Oh, okay. All right, uh, so Tony, far it's the winner what of the is night. next? Oh, what's next here? The lesson. 
And this is another one that kind of slipped, uh, slipped through. I'm about to teach yeah. you a lesson. Liam, an aspiring and ambitious young writer, eagerly accepts a tutoring position at the family estate of his idol, renowned author J.M. Sinclair. But soon, Liam realizes that he is ensnared in a web of family secrets, resentment, and retribution. Sinclair, his wife Helene, and their son Bertie, Bertie, all guard a dark past, one that threatens Liam's future as well as their own as the lines between master and protege blur class ambition and betrayal become a dangerous combination in this tout noir thriller wow okay wow. tout or tot thought right there tot taunt taunt Right, we're going to have to pause right there, though. Pause. We'll get uh, Tony's response, yes. uh, what he thought about the uh, trailer and the synapses from the lesson, as well as Rob Spencer and my opinions of it as well when we get back. But right now, we've got to take that hand break. So we'll be right back with more Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show right after this. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. <laughs> Sorry, I was just caught up in the groove. Man. I guess so. Uh, we're talking about the uh, fourth film for this week, which is called The Lesson. Tony just gave the uh, synopsis for it right before we went to break. Um, so I'm going to repra- reprise that real quick, and then he's going to give us his Get thoughts. Get it right. Don't screw up like I did at the end. Liam, an aspiring <laughs> and ambitious young writer, eagerly accepts a tutoring position at the family estate of his idol, renowned author J.M. Sinclair. Uh, but soon Liam realizes that he is ensnared in a web of family secrets, resentment, and re- retribution. Sinclair, his wife Helena, and their son Bertie, all guard a dark secret, Bertie, not Bertie, uh, one that threatens Liam's fam- future as well as their own, as the lines between master and protege blur class ambition and betrayal become a dangerous combination in this noir thriller. Noir thriller. Noir. All right, Tony, what are your thoughts on this? Well, all right. This gem. Well, a writer comes to write about a writer and cue fancy violins and dramatic music, and who's writing this story? I have to be honest, I'm so lost. I've lost so much interest in this movie. I'm absolutely bored as I'm trying to write down what I think of this. I mean, the trailer's boring. The violins are nice. But come on, good writers borrow and bad writers steal. Either way, this movie looks dumb and it's definitely not my cup of tea. I'm going to pass. Touch brown. Okay. All right, the only lesson I learned is that mystery thriller classification is a grab bag of potential unwatchable garbage. It's a drama about writers doing anything but writing, I guess. I don't quite know what's going on because I started thinking about something else completely while the trailer was playing. I recommend not watching the trailer. Uh, It'll give you ADHD real quick, and I'm giving it a touch brown. (laughs) Rob, what say you? Yes, um, I had um, one thing going for it for me. uh, That was Julie Delpy. Other than that, I was more interested in the uh, other trailers and stuff below the YouTube. <laughs> because this was boring. Like, and I feel like I've seen this movie played out a thousand times before. Yeah. And not as long. Like, <laughs> so touch brown. Okay. 
Spencer, what say you? All right. Well, speaking as a writer, yes, this movie has been done a million times over, <laughs> and nobody has ever gotten the writing process right because the problem is writers, I, I guess people who write, write movies want to make it look so exciting, but there's no way to make looking at a screen and just going... Look exciting. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, uh, you could have a protege, but then you have them, you have them reading and you're staring at them while they're looking at a piece of paper. I mean, there is nothing exciting about the writing process to anybody but the writer and the reader, hopefully. So, but try, so trying to be the person on the outside looking in is boring as I'll get out. This movie has been done. We've reviewed one not too long ago where they were going, Oh, we have to get together and, 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 and write the story and live the story at the same time. It's like, that's no. not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're not, so they're not going to get the writing process right anyway because it's so boring. The only good things about it, again, I'll agree with Julie Delpy. Yeah. And Richard E. Grant, I love him when he's in genre stuff. Like when he was in Doctor Who, he was a great bad guy. I love him in that. That is not enough for me to want to watch this pompous looking, utterly white bread, moldy crust, such a touch brown. Okay. They're bad. Yeah, there's That's no, probably the worst one this week. That all was, right. That was, In a while. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. And that brings us to the 400 pound gorilla la 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 in the room this week, which is Insidious, the Red Door. Oh, yeah. In Insidious, the Red Door, the horror <laughs> franchise's original cast returns for the final chapter of the Lambert family's terrifying saga. To put their demons to rest once and for all, Josh and a college-age Dalton must go deeper into the further than ever before. That's a weird name for anything called the further. Uh, facing their family's dark past and a host of new and more terrifying terrors that lurk behind the red door. That is the synopsis. <laughs> Viewer warning, do not play the jump scare drinking game with this one. You will slip into an alcoholic-induced coma. With that being said, uh, the latest entry into the jump scare IP that started the recent wave of movies with jump scares for every scene. I have never been a big fan of supernatural horror flicks, and I have not watched a single one of these movies. This movie would have actually changed that if the main demon didn't look like Will Ferrell's character from Zoolander, Jacob <laughs> Mangudo, who cosplaying Mogatu cosplaying as Darth Maul. That's Hansel. And it's now so I can't unsee right that image, and I'm giving it a touch brown. Tony, what say you? Uh, man, Patrick Wilson is the man of horror movies. He's in all the Conjurings, and he looks like he's in three of the five Insidious movies. It's all the same universe. That's why. Oh, is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. Oh. I didn't realize it was. He has no, really. Insidious is different yeah. than the, the Conjuring, Conjuring universe. Okay. Yeah. It is? Yes. Yeah, because Conjuring, I thought, uh -huh. it was like okay. Annabelle and the yeah. Nun. I was, uh -huh. was going to say, if that all is all in the Conjuring that universe, is a man plays, with the worst plays, luck in the world. Oh gosh, yeah. He plays a fictionalized version of real life people in okay. the Conjuring universe. Uh, okay. So, you know, he's in. I That's had to look I this, this up. Was. He was oh, like hmm. in three of the five Insidious movies. I haven't seen any of them. The fifth one looks like a pretty standard jump scare Spot fest, spook fest. It looks creepy, uh, but does the sequel ever? It's a sequel, so does it ever really stop? We're at the fifth one in a horror franchise. It keeps and going and going. Is the final and one? No, I've never. It's like Ozzy and Kiss with their final, final tours. Tour, well, yeah. And uh, let's see, they started the final Friday the Thirteenth movie with what the fourth one? Yeah, how many the are final there now? chapter. <laughs> yeah, Freddy's dead. The final nightmare. It yeah. wasn't um, until he returns. Yeah, <laughs> you know. 
if I got to watch it, I'm going to have to go and binge the others. So it would have to be around Halloween. So I'm going to skip it for now, but I will give it a blah. Because I would probably watch, but I'd have to watch the others to make it make sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Spencer, what say you? I'm kind of with Tony on this one. I, I'm actually a, a fan of Patrick Wilson. I'm yep. glad he's still, still working. Yeah, he was probably one of the uh, highlights of like Aquaman. Yeah, absolutely. He yeah. probably was, yeah. yeah and uh, Except for the CGI seahorse he was riding around. <laughs> that was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah, now, <laughs> is this James Wan also? Uh, no, it's actually his protege, um, Lee Wenoff. Okay, so, yeah, so, 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 so kind of the same cool, <laughs> same school of thought. But, um, actually, I, I, again, I haven't seen any of the other Insidious movies either, but this one actually made me want to go, you know, this actually looks like it could be kind of interesting. Now, I will, I will give it a blah, but I will wait until my, my horror Sherpa Rob. <laughs> watches it and tells me if I have to watch all the other Insidious movies before I watch this one for it to make sense. And then I will decide whether or not I'm actually going to actually sit through all the trophies. I'm not a big horror guy. I like yeah. horror, but you know, that's five movies. That's a lot. That's why I like, I like yeah. to, I'm more of that. If it wasn't supernatural horror, I probably yeah. would have watched it from the start, but then you get to the look goofy looking guy. Yeah, the Mugatu things. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, you mentioned that it is funny. Yeah, I did see some of the viral marketing they're doing, and that that was kind of cool, and that it kind of made me go, "Oh, that's that." See, this is where that fun factor comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this has a lot of the jump scares and stuff, but it also has a little sense of, "Yeah, we're just having a little fun with this," and that's what what draw, what kind of made me give it blah. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you've seen all of the, the previous. I have. Four. I okay. own them all. Yep. So. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. <laughs> This one is actually um, Insidious gonna, see, 3. Your opinion, B. I would listen to because um, you've seen all of these already. Well, so. and, and that's why, like, then that's why I'm, I, this is really Insidious 3B. Insidious 3 and Insidious 4 in the original incarnation are are more about um, Lynn Shay's character, and they do not have Patrick Wilson. She's kind of like a psychic medium. Oh, didn't she in die in real life? She is that did. why? Yeah, okay. but um, that's where those stories like they leave. The Patrick Wilson character and his kids' characters like behind after the third one. So this one brings him back. That's why it's cool, which is why I think you might have to see the first two because there's a lot that happens to this poor family. I mean, it's uh, I'm sure you guys have all seen the original Poltergeist and like yeah. what that family went through. This is that that was like child's play compared to like what this family has Ooh, gone through. They go through child's play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, like they, it's. It's sad, and like I, I'm kind of I'm really curious because there always seemed to be something more going on with it that they've touched on, but they never really brought back, and that's why I'm like excited because they're talking about they're going to finally expand on those secrets, and so yeah, I like it. It actually is one of the few movies that actually gets me with, with the jump scares. Hmm. There's not a lot that do, and this is one of the few, like the original Conjuring, that one got me with the yeah. jump scares. And the insidious and the original sinister, but yeah. Huh. So, what do you give this one? I uh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. The highest rated movie so far this week: Insidious, The Red Door. Red Door. With a good two blahs. Uh, Spencer and Tony gave it blahs. I give it a. T- I touch brown everything this week. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Oh, straight across TV <laughs> for Jimmy. Seriously, just <laughs> all the way across. Uh, Biosphere was the first one we talked about. Uh, Rob, Rob, Tony, and I, all three of us gave it a touch brown. Spencer gave it a blah. Uh, Bad Girl Boogie, all of us gave it touch browns. <laughs> Our Deadly Vows, uh, Rob and, uh, and Tony gave it to blahs. 
Uh, Spencer and I gave it a touch brown. The lesson, straight up touch browns from everybody. And Insidious, the red door. Uh, Rob gave it a good. Spencer and Tony gave it a blah. I, of course, gave it a touch brown. So that's that. Uh, next week, we got some interesting ones. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part, Part 1. one. The Flood. And the funny thing about The Flood is the pre- week after The Flood comes yeah. out, or actually the Sunday after it comes out, uh, we will be talking with the producer of The Flood. He will be our, our oh, guest. So uh, Another Casper Van Dien. So sorry, take, movie. Take notes. Take note. No, don't say bad when I'm when he's on there. Gotcha. <laughs> the channel is the next one. Uh, oh, yeah. If we didn't want to have to watch that flood last week. Oh, yeah. my God. No, I know. My eyes are still bleeding from that one. I mean, <laughs> uh, the channel, the final cut. I don't know why three of the five movies have the as their starting title. And Psychopaths Proceedance. That sounds like an anime. Yeah. It is. Um, so those are the five movies, at least at this point, next week. So I'm, yeah. I'm sensing a lot of pre-touch browns on yeah. the, that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what the what the gorilla is next. It's got to be. It's got to be Mission Impossible. Yeah. But I'm disappointed. Yeah. I actually saw the behind the scenes because you've seen the marketing, right? Yeah. Where oh, yeah. like he jumps off that cliff yeah. with his yeah. motorcycle. I saw the behind the scenes and it ruined it for me completely oh, on no. how they did that. Yeah. It was, I was like, well, he went on a ramp. And yeah. He, and like, he's like nowhere off. near, like, I was just like, oh, cause he's not he even on stunt, a stunt. Yeah. Though, he right? did the yeah. stunt, but he's nowhere on a cliff. He's nowhere like, yeah. I don't know if we watched the same behind the scenes. So yeah. He does a jump. Yeah, he's on a ramp, but he's not goes like off the ramp and he's like free falling and they have to helicopter his butt back up there. Yeah. That's but he I wasn't saw. like, I don't know. It was disappointing to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. He didn't actually break his ankle yeah, or, or his coccyx this time. But you know what happened? Which is kind of interesting because Tom Cruise does have a, actually a stunt double mm-hmm. and he's retiring. <laughs> the stunt double is retiring from doing stunts for Tom Cruise while Tom Cruise keeps doing his own stunts. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got to prove that he's still virile and manly. But I, to outlast just, your stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's nuts. I mean kudos to him for being able to do all the bumps and all the Oh yeah, stunts. no, I, like that's, yeah, that's no, impressive, I, but that that is nuts that the double is gonna retire before that. Yeah, before the actual actor, which is uh Well right. he has no work to do. Yeah, he's like yeah, he's yeah. had like kind of the easiest job. job. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're Tom Cruise yeah, stunt devil, but don't he's worry. probably on he's probably on set for insurance purposes only. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> Tom Tom wants to do this one. <laughs> Uh, uh, Jimmy almost sprayed coffee all <laughs> no, over I the microphone. Got close, but I <laughs> all right. So uh, we almost are getting ready for our big interview with Mr. Oh, Dave Haworth. Yeah. It's coming up very, very soon. Uh, but until then, GameLoft has confirmed that that Disney Speedstorm will be leaving early access this fall with a full release planned for September. Working in collaboration with Disney Games, the new planned release date will be September 28th. Until then, the company is still selling. Founders packs for the game, mm-hmm. offering exclusive content for those who choose to purchase them, leading them. Uh, I know, it's funny how they phrase it that way. For those who choose to purchase yes. them, not like yeah, if you don't purchase them, you're not going to be missing out on anything because you are, but uh, you have to choose to purchase them. Anyway, offering blah blah, leading, leading up to the game's release, as well as planning for season three, eating Lilo and Stitch, eating. That that doesn't sound good. I don't know what that sentence means. Where it came from, I, I did not adding Lilo instead. It clearly says eating. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that, 
Yeah. I would stitch say never stuck me sense. as yes. Yeah. Yeah. Edible. Stitch never yeah. looked tasty to me. No, no. 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 All right, uh, uh, drift into the ultimate hero-based combat racing game set on high-speed circuits, inspired by Disney and Pixar worlds. Eat, master each character's unique skills on the racetrack and claim victory in the thrilling arcade racing experience from the creators of the Asphalt series. An incredible cast of characters, including Mulan, Mickey Mouse, Sully, Baloo, Captain Jack Sparrow, The Beast, and more are suited up and revving up for racing combat. If he isn't driving a ship, I will not buy this game. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it has to look like a ship. It has to be like wacky racers, or I am not going to be getting anywhere. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. <laughs> anyway. Well, anyway. And he has to have the bottle of dirt. Yeah. yeah, and he has to run all crazy. I think they got some fine-tuning to do to this game. My buddy... You ever notice that he's... Captain Jack Sparrow runs like Woody? <laughs> like Woody? That's always... The, I, to me, he always runs <laughs> okay. like he's drunk. Like, <laughs> my my blow. He runs like Woody from Toy Story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he he kind of does. Yeah. He just reminds me of running like he's always drunk. Yeah. <laughs> but he's never really been that drunk. Yeah. All right. Anyway, you were saying. I was saying, my buddy picked this game up in April. He did the beta test mm-hmm. and everything, and he he said super buggy. He's. Oh, but, that's probably why it's been in beta so long. Yeah. Him and yeah. his uh, well, him and his daughter, they like. She really wanted to get it, so they got it for the Switch, I believe they picked it up. Um, Extremely buggy, good concept, but he said it's got ways to go before it's like a Mario Kart. Got a lot of polishing. Yeah. 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 All right. It reminded me kind of like a Nickelodeon one. Yeah. Like, it's it's a good idea. You got good IP. You got a good concept for a game Mm -hmm. that sells well to compete with, like, Mario Kart. Uh, Well, we got the Nickelodeon one thinking it was going to be kind of like Mario. And it's... It's not as good. Like you know, the physics aren't like there. Right. right, the driving isn't as you know great. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what Mario Kart does different, but there's just a there's a, just there's an edge to it. Yeah, Nintendo and their property they've, man, they've, they've really they've perfected. That stuff. Yeah, yeah, they perfected like driving. Yeah, they totally <laughs> have. Yeah. All right, uh, just to finish this up real quick before we have to take this break. Uh, uh, where was I? Upgrade each racer's stats and make the most of their unique skills. That can impact the outcome of a single race and dramatically change the way you play the game. Anyone can pick up and play Disney's Speedstorm, but mastering skills and techniques like timing your nitro boost, precisely drifting around corners, and adapting to dynamic track environments are critical to dominating each race. Pick your racer and speed through action packed tracks solo or can challenge friends in local and online multiplayer modes you can even face off with players from around the globe to become an online legend Uh, start your engines in environments inspired by some of your favorite disney and pixar films from the docks of pirates of the caribbean's kraken port to the wilds of the jungle books jungle ruins or the scare floor from monsters inc you can experience these worlds from a fresh exciting perspective geared specifically for racing and uh spence is going to race to the phone and we'll be racing right back after these messages so don't go anywhere more pop culture boom radio show right after this Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. And on the phone with us is the president of Colossus Girl Entertainment. They do a number of cons from Idaho through Oregon, Northern California, and the big one in in Reno, Nevada, the Silver Age Comic Con, which is happening this weekend, Saturday, July 8th, at the Reno Sparks Convention Center. Please welcome back Mr. Dave Haworth. And how are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Uh, thank you uh, very much for having me again. We are very excited, and 
I am truly excited to be speaking to you, Jimmy, the, <laughs> the voice of pop culture in all of Nevada. Wow. Oh, okay. That's a... Okay, now my egg, I won't be able to get out the door now with my head like a big old big old bloated head now with ego. Thank you. Um, so I, I got to say, um, I am very impressed. I, I've looked at cons before, and I've had people who have done promotions for their cons coming into the area before, but mm-hmm. never has any. I have not seen anybody as open as far as everything that is going on with their con um, from start to finish. Um, it's going to be Saturday, July 8th, 10 to 5, which is only eight hours at the Reno Sparks Convention Center, a one-day con. This is your guys' second year. Last year, um, you guys outgrew the uh, venue that you had. I, I was expecting, and I think yeah, if I believe from our conversation, you were expecting to be there for like maybe a year or two to try and build a base uh, here in Reno, but that was off the table year one. Um, so now you're moving to the Reno Sparks Convention Center, and you have, and I, I, it was very easy to look up, very open, and I really appreciate this. You have 24 special guests, 61 vendors and exhibitors, six panels, and nine activities, and, and one huge cosplay contest, all in that eight-hour time span. Right, yeah. <laughs> we try to be as transparent as possible because the show belongs to... Uh, the people of uh, all over Reno. Uh, but, you know, we're adding more things um, every day. So you're, you know, you're but, just seeing what is transparent at this time. But every day, every hour, things are actually being added that we just haven't put up yet or hasn't been mentioned yet. So uh, we still have a lot of work and we're still, I mean, we're excited. Um, you know, you talked about building a base last year. Uh, that base was built in like the first hour. Of the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like amazing. The people who came out to support uh, Silver Age uh, Comic Con last year, and I have to tell you, Jimmy, uh, this year it uh, attendance has already doubled. It's um, wow. So people are in in Reno. Uh, you know, they love Silver Age. I mean, come on, Silver Age is the official superhero of Nevada, and he, he needs a home in Reno. How how can you not like that? So yeah. um, it's very exciting, and I'm very excited about it. And, you know, I enjoy Reno a lot. So because, you know, at the Atlantis, uh, there's more than just our show. There's so much other stuff to do there, too. So it's just, uh, you know, it's just one big happy day, and I have to tell you, tell the 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 people in Reno this uh, this year if, if we have an amazing show next year next year will be two days whoa yeah, wow good yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's so much so much activity this year that uh, well, you're gonna have to pick and choose you know with yeah. only two days you can still you can still get a lot more stuff I don't know does that mean you're gonna double everything also I mean you're gonna go from 25 <laughs> guests to 50 I mean that's gonna be a you know that still it'd be uh, 16 hours and you know it'd almost be like having the one day con without much is gonna be crammed in there so I mean I almost can go three days with just what you have for this one day con and uh, it would still be you know enough to fill a three-day con so um but uh you've got some a lot of interesting stuff going on i'd like to try and get through as much of it because there's so much to get through uh first off everything uh, you it opens at 10 a.m and right off the bat uh distance nerding podcast the official podcast of the silver age comic con will be kicking things off with distance nerding opening fun Uh, they'll be having a trivia contest that anybody that is a part of the uh that has purchased tickets can uh, do 
some trivia to win prizes. So that's really cool. Um, and here's the swag. Ba- uh, there's no other way to phrase this other than a swag bag. Um, for the first 100 to 200 patrons, depending on what the item is, some of them are limited to the first 100 pa- patrons. Some of them are limited to the first 200. You will get... In a, a Silver Age Comic Con 2023 collectible poker chip featuring art by Chris Marianan. Did I pronounce his name right? Uh, almost Marianan. <laughs> <laughs> An exclusive poster by the by the official Tolkien estate artist Kip Rasmussen. Did I pronounce his name right? Uh, close enough. Uh, Rasmussen. That's it. <laughs> geez. Oh, boy, I'm batting a thousand right now. An exclusive Silver Age Comic Con trading card by Garbage Pail Kids artist Floydman Sumner. I know I got that one right, right? You did. Okay. <laughs> I'm one for three. Uh, exclusive Silver Age Comic Con poster of Silver Age Fighting Superman by Walden Wong, who will be in attendance as a special guest, so you can actually get it autographed as well by Walden Wong. Oh, wow. uh, an exclusive Silver Age Comic Con poster of Raymond Benson by Luis Rivera. Um, and the, both of those gentlemen will also Ray, Raymond Benson, of course, is the uh, author of uh, numerous James Bond books. Um, he'll be in attendance uh, so you can get that signed by him. And you can also get it signed by the artist, Luis, R- Luis Rivera. An exclusive Silver Age Comic Con Silver Age poster by Warren Montgomery. And to top everything off, if you, if you didn't get enough stuff for free, being for the first 100 to 200 patrons, Team Colossus comic book issue number four will also be available for the first 100 to 200 people. Of course, these are as supplies last, so you have to be in line to get uh, very first people in line to get these uh, these awesome promotional gifts, right? Right. Um, what I suggest is uh, this year we're having three lines. So uh, one line will be forever for forever pass holders and multi pass holders. Um, and they get into the event first. Um, and then the second line will be all those people who bought uh, family packs and uh, the online discount tickets. They'll be coming in second, and they have an amazing chance of getting a lot of that swag. And then the third line after that line comes in will be the people who buy at the door. So, I mean, me, if I was going to Silver Age Comic Con um and not in my capacity, but going as a fan, I would buy online uh, because it's half off the price at the door, and you're going to get excellent opportunity for all that swag. And the great thing with all that swag is all those people who created the posters and the comic books and all of that, they will be signing all of that absolutely free. So, oh, nice. You know. So for people who are on um, a budget, and, you know, we understand, uh, you know, economies are difficult. Well, you can get, like, up to 10 autographs for for free with these exclusives. And, you know, Walden Wong, who's going to be there, he still works for Marvel and DC. And he's, right now, I believe, doing uh, the latest X-Men material. So, you know, it's, it's, it's an amazing opportunity. And also, um, Tim Colossus' comic book issue number four is written by you. 
That's right. So if you see me, I'll autograph it for free, and then you can get uh, Luis and Warren to autograph it. And to get all three autographs in one book is a rarity. So if you can stop me, I'll do that too. (laughs) (laughs) So those are all of the swag for the first hundred. Um, So it's interesting that you mentioned there's going to be a separate line for the Forever Pass. I remember last year when we were on promoting the first uh, Silver Age Comic Con, um, we found out what the what the uh, um, Forever Pass is. And for those who are new to the show or new to the Silver Age Comic Con, because it is only their second year, uh, Colossus Girl Entertainment does about uh, is it seven or nine cons in total? Well, I have a little exclusive for you now. it was six, but next year, 2024, it'll be seven. We're actually adding another event in um, Redmond, Oregon, called Beaver State Comic Con. Oh, oh cool. And uh, the Forever Pass is actually good f- for the rest of your life for any Colossus mm-hmm. Girl Entertainment Con. Oh, wow. So you can go to all seven of them for, for the price of that one Forever Pass. Mm-hmm. Wowzers. Right. You won't need anyone but us. And then you come to all the shows, we just become family, and everyone becomes friends, and we all just hang out and have a good time. So <laughs> that, that, uh, that I think, is also really cool, because mm-hmm. a lot of places don't do that either. Um, right. So let's get to some of these uh, special, all 24 special guests. <laughs> and actually, um, uh, here's an exclusive. You wanted to give away some tickets tonight? Uh, yes, of course, always uh, especially for pop culture kaboom listeners. Okay, so if you want to go to the so now, a uh, quick question, because um, I did get asked because uh, one gentleman was asking, well, I might want to take my kids. Um, mm-hmm. Is it going to be just a standard one person per pass, or are any family passes involved? Um, how did you want to do it tonight? Well. Um you know, I don't know what Marina had set up with you. <laughs> I know that she had a code, right? They get a code. Um, yeah. Well, I guess I we're gonna send uh, get their information and then right. send it to you. And oh, gotcha. Uh, then you guys I, send the yeah. code to them. I think is okay. how it was gonna work. Yeah. Right. I hear you. Well, tonight we'll do uh, one family pack and um, and uh, two pairs. You know, or one pair. So it's uh, two tickets. For one winner and a family pack or a friends pack, which is four tickets, for another person. And if we get a caller tonight, that caller will automatically get a ticket. Okay. So I want to. I want to see. I want to hear a caller tonight. You want to hear a caller tonight? All right. So the first person to call will be uh, put on the phone. Everybody else will get some uh, info. So a total of three, pa- uh, one family pack, and one regular pass. Correct. Yes. Uh, uh, a pair. A pair, so a pair passes, and all right. So first, hold on. What's up? Uh, yeah, first caller is going to come to him, and then we'll put him on hold, and then if you can pick him up. So it's going to be one family pass and and a pair of tickets. So a total of two colors. So whoever the first two are. All right. So um, if you want to get your tickets to the Silver Age Comic Con coming up on Saturday, July eighth, at the Reno Sparks. Reno Sparks Convention Center. You want to call right now, 775-515-4141. Let's talk special guests. Uh, First up is Jackie Lostra. She was on the show. She is a anime voice actress, uh, as well as Gray Delise Griffin. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes. Okay, yay. Uh, She is also a a voice actress. (laughs) 
I am. And uh, it's going to get worse downhill from there, trust me. Uh, so the, both of them are voice actresses, and they will be there. Uh, and Jackie Lostra, I know for a fact, um, because she was on the air with us, has done voices for One Punch Man, for a Demon Slayer. I know I, I, I said it wrong again. Demon, oh, no, De- Demon Slayer. Oh, yeah. it is Demon Slayer. Okay. Demon Slayer. I said Dragon Slayer. <laughs> yeah. <earlier>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was wrong. Um, uh, and uh, Gray Delise Griffin has done Wonder Woman on Teen Titans Go. And um, what was the other one that was mentioned? Uh, Princess Azula from Princess uh, Azula. from Avatar The Last Airbender. So uh, very, very famous ladies, and they will be there. And I kind of said he was the biggest um, one of these special guests only because he's six foot nine. And that is Mr. Brian A. Prince, who will be there doing. And he was from The Predator. He was also in um, Black Panther from Wakanda Forever. Uh, then Jasmine Budwala. Yeah, that's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> I know locally he goes by the name Jazz. Um, he was the Blue Ranger in the Power Rangers. AJ Buckley will also be there. He was in Sealed Sealed Team. Um, yeah, he was also uh, on the, one of the Ghost Facers in the uh, Supernat in the show Supernatural. They had a recurring role. Really? Oh, and he was also in uh, one of the uh, dinosaur movies too, or the cartoons. He, oh, really? He, yeah, he played a T-Rex. Huh. Um, Reb Brown, who is the original Captain America from the Captain America movie. David Chung, who was in uh, just recently in Andor, uh, the uh, Disney Plus uh, Star Wars series. Nancy Ann Ritter, who was in Scream. Um, and, and this one I am going to, I'm going to, if you don't mind, sir, because I'm going to mess this name up. <laughs> I, I can get the first name right. right. It's Lenora. Uh, the last one, last name though, I'm, I'm gonna mess up. Skelfo. Skelfo. Okay. I think I got that right. <laughs> oh, I, better you than me. I, I, I would not even come close. Uh, that, that would not have been the word that left my mouth. I'd be like, yeah, like I'm chewing gum. Um, she will be there. She was also from Scream. And, uh, author Raymond Benson, for who is the author of numerous James Bond books, as well as his latest book novel that he had just has come, had come out in October. Um, he will be there. Uh, Kip Rasmussen will be there. He is an artist. Warren Montgomery. Uh, Toby, oh man. Durano Vong. Durano Vong? Uh, you're close. Uh, Toby Durano Vong. Okay. Uh, I was actually kind of close. Uh, Floyd, Min- he is an artist as well. Floydman Sumner, who is an artist. Luis Rivera. Crystal Gomez, or Gonzalez, I'm sorry, uh, is another artist who will be there. Michael Grimm. And then we get into some of the cosplayers that will be there. Gazillion Cosplay by Destine Gossel. Am I close on that? Gossoli? I believe you are, yes. <laughs> okay. Gazillion, yes. <laughs> on, 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 on that mispronunciation, oh, I'm going to unfortunately have to leave it there. Um, but if you want... <laughs> uh, but we have uh, two... Two sets of uh, tickets to give away. One is a pair of tickets for the Silver Age Comic Con. The other is for a family pack for the Silver Age Comic Con. If you'd like either of them, the phone number to call is 775-515-4141. And we still got a lot more to cover because we still got 61 vendors and all of the activities also involved that are going on at the Silver Age Comic Con coming up this Saturday, July 8th at the Reno Sparks Convention Center. And we'll be right back with more Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show right after this.
Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom, a radio show. Everything you want, everything you need. And they hung up. <laughs> In pop culture entertainment. Yeah, there we go. All right. Yes. Uh, whoever just called, please call back. I don't know what our phone got a little goofy. Um, but we did have a caller, but uh, they ended up getting up. There they are. Um, when it pops up, just hit the bottom. There you go. Hello, caller. You're on Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. Whom am I speaking to and who are you calling from? First name only, please. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm calling about the silver, silver uh, eight tickets. Yes. Uh, where, who, who's, uh, what's your first name and where are you calling from? Karen in Reno. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, did you want the uh, pair of tickets or a family pack of tickets? A family pack, please. A family pack. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Dave, you wanted to talk to the person uh, when they called in, the first person <laughs> that called in. Uh, you're on the phone with uh, Dave Hallworth, by the way. Uh, he is the uh, president of Colossus Girl Entertainment, who is putting on the Silver Age Comic Con. Hi, how are you? I just I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, uh, thank you for wanting to come out. And, uh, you know, I'm always on a lot of radio uh, stations, and uh, we ne- they never get callers in. So I always wanted to use Get one color in it. I'm glad it's you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Um, So uh, we're going to uh, try and figure out how to put you on hold here without hanging up. If uh, you get hung up on, uh, please do call back, um, and we're going to have Rob is going to get your information uh, to let you know how you can get that family pack, okay? Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, so hold on one second, and uh, let's see how we're going to do that. Sure. She should have said long time listener, first time caller. That was <laughs> yeah. Long time listener, first time caller. Oh, I like it. You Thank you for listening, too. Right. So let's, let's get this right. Okay. Now press hers. Bottom one. Bottom, no. There you go. All right. You're, she's on hold. You still right. there, Dave? Uh, Dave? Yes, yes okay. I am. All right. Now, are you going to be able to pick it up in there, Rob? He's, Rob's going into the production room to try and pick up that call to. Hopefully he can, and uh, she should still be able to hear us. Hopefully too. Won't let you. Her name was Karen. We had a Karen call. Back to back, nice Karen. A nice Karen. I'm sure she's not one of those Karens. <laughs> yeah. All right. Second so. encounter of a Karen here in Nevada for me. And both Karens have been pleasant. So thank All you, right. Karens. Um, so uh, while he gets her, infer- we still got a pair of tickets up for grabs. If you would like to get those, anybody who would uh, who would like to call in. Uh, um, no. oh. So if you're still listening, um, because I'm getting texts now, um, yeah, that they, uh, sorry, I missed it. Oh, no, you didn't. Uh, you still got another opportunity to, uh, go ahead and do that. Nope. Oh, I think you just, uh, picked up Dave, actually. And we just lost Dave because, uh, you better put him on hold so you don't hang up on him, please. There we go. Okay. While he gets his information, I'm going to run down some of these other guests that are going to be there. And uh, then we'll be back on with Dave. And uh, Gazillion Cosplay by Destine Gassel, uh was going to be there. Sandra's Cosplay Asylum is also going to be there. The infamous Rebel, who has been on the show before, he will be there. 
and he was on the show and we talked to him about uh, uh, Tony uh, the infamous rebel is a guy he's doing a futuristic like film series um, about a guy um, a, in a dystopian is all being shot in Reno oh very cool so whereabouts it, in Reno all over oh, Reno this is literally. even better so uh, he just picks like the most uh, decrepit looking spots that look the most futuristic Ooh. and he shoots scenes there um, he has uh, one scene that he shot outside of town where he's driving in a car and uh, like a highway robbery type of scene that ha- episode that happened so he does it's very interesting um very futuristic that, i would be willing to check that especially like seeing i love seeing the local stuff um there's tons of play you know tons of spaces here in northern nevada where you could do a lot of desolate stuff which is pretty cool okay uh hit the button and get dave back on please <laughs> Okay, and now Rob, if you can mend the phone, sir. Sorry about that, Dave. Uh, I probably wouldn't put any more people on the. Yeah, we're not going to. <laughs> complicated, but if someone could name uh, one of my books, they can get the pair of tickets. Wow. Wow. Come on, that's a good one. Come on, Carlos. all right. Let's so you have to this, name baby. one of Dave Haworth's books. Dave, Dave Haworth, by the way, is considered uh, the godfather of uh, um, uh, fantasy. Uh, Oh, man, I I know what it is too. It's just not on the top of my head. How long have you known me? For, uh, too long, <laughs> too long to be screwing this up. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, modern day fantasy, or no, that's not it. Historical, historical, historical fantasy. fantasy. Yes, yeah, I couldn't Tony. remember the word either, and you've told me several times. Tony. Yes. Uh, so Dave Hallworth is the uh, uh, godfather of uh, historical fiction. Historical I don't. I don't say that, but people have said that. Yeah. I like it. No, well, that's good. You got to own it. That's a good title to have. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's good that you didn't coin it because you know if somebody has to say that they're an yeah. icon. They are not an icon. So and, if other people if, are saying it. And if you're out there googling it, it's Davidson H. Haworth. <laughs> Is that correct? Yeah. Davidson, Davidson L. Haworth. L. Haworth. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's another another whiffer there? Jimmy, Jimmy. Okay. I'm, I'm grabbing Hold on. I got to take a swig of coffee and I'll be back to normal. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Athea Calix, Calix, I think is how you pronounce that. C-A-L-I-X. Right. Okay. Yay, see, that's where the coffee right. helped. Coming, coming back <laughs> in hot. In hot. Uh, she is also a, a cosplayer, a professional cosplayer. Gummy V4 Cosplay, who has been on the show numerous times and uh, has uh, been in numerous things, won numerous uh, cosplay contests in various uh, locations, uh, Snafu. Um, oh, at, uh, she, she, was she, at Air, she was at Ericon the first year. Uh, and she's yeah she's she's a lot of local cons and yeah so and her costumes are always on point yeah they are uh, Astros here uh, another cosplayer will be there Boykins yeah, very new cosplayer very Boy- new it's only her second appearance only oh, oh right. okay well congratulations we'll try and make them as comfortable as possible uh, Boykins cosplay um, and he is basically as far as I know he is the uh, spokesperson. For Cosplay for Kindness, kindness, which is a local organization. Uh, They will be having a fundraiser later in the month uh, so that they can get their 401c um, designation. So uh, he will be there as well. A very interesting fellow. He does a lot of really cool cosplays as well. So those are the cosplayers um, that are special guests that will be there. And I assume that they will be probably also the judges for the cosplay contest that will be held at the end of the day. That's correct because I'm not qualified to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't get people who are more qualified than them. Yeah, I mean, that sure. is an all-star panel right there for uh, doing any kind of judging. Um, 
so the, which which is kind of interesting because uh, um, eight ten o'clock doors open. Um, Sixty one vendors and guests, including a lot of local authors um, and uh, uh, companies and game games things. Um, then you get to the end of the evening and you have the cosplay of champions cosplay contest. Uh, with the winner in the adult category, which is 17 and up, we'll take home a cool trophy plus $300 cash, which is really cool. Um, and that's for first place. Why are you on your phone during the show? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and so um with is there any other prices going on <laughs> or or for uh, like second place or third place well you know i think uh 300 is pretty darn good i think um it's the the best prize you're going to get in all of nevada and uh you know the trophy is in the shape of nevada so it's really cool if you that haven't cool. seen it yeah i saw yeah, yeah i did really i saw cool. it online i, I, yeah, I saw I, a picture on the phone it's very Facebook, awesome yeah. looking um and uh, the, aside from that, there's a n- nine activities that I can think of. Uh, the Reno Arcade Hangout, or I'm sorry, the Retro Arcade Hangout. <laughs> no, I like that. Sounds awesome. Uh, it is by uh, being put on by II Arcade. Um, so they'll have a, um, I think, like ten arcade style uh, c- um, cabinet games that oh, you can awesome. play. There's going to be uh, yeah. There's going to be uh, some cabinet games there. Uh, bar tops actually, wow. and. Uh, I don't know if you played Dark the systems uh, last year at Silver Age, but uh, we loaded those things up with four four hundred games per per uh, bar top. So nice. you're going to be able to play a lot of great games, and we're going to have Pac Man and Miss Pac Man, a lot of a lot of fun retro games to play. Me myself, I could play retro games all day. So if I went to Silver Age, I would probably be in that corner playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> and you would miss so much, though. The, uh, the lightsaber team will be there. Um, mm-hmm. Are they going to be doing any kind of uh, demos? I know they're uh, going to be showing off some lightsabers and uh, showing people how to uh, – the seven forms of uh, – uh, Yeah, seven Jedi forms. Set, uh, seven Jedi forms and stuff like that. Um, but are they going to be uh, doing any kind of demonstrations? Uh, I don't think they'll be doing any physical uh, demonstrations uh, this year because, uh, but I, I could be mistaken uh, because that's uh, Marina handles that part of it. Um, and, uh, but we have so much physical stuff going on. I'm afraid if they do some lightsaber play, they might run into the, the maid cafe or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, well, they could go out in the lobby. That would be really cool. Uh, yeah. If they, they can do anything in the lobby. I mean, we have so much space this year. It's, if you, if, Someone hasn't been to the Sparks Reno Convention Center. It's a it's a very beautiful space, and it's going to be a lot of elbow room, you know. So it, it's going to be fantastic. Yep. And uh, aside from that, Cobalt's Keep will be running a number of different events in the Cobalt's Keep Game Zone. Uh, Cobalt's Keep is a local uh, vendor. They've been on the show before. Uh, when during COVID, I had a, I was getting as many local businesses on as I could. Uh, to kind of let people know if they're open and, uh, you know, how they can uh, still shop the local businesses. So Cobalt's Keep is a friend of the show, and they will be there with their game zone. They will be having Magic the Gathering standard constructed. Um, uh, did you hear the news about Magic the Gathering and the, and the uh, Lord of the Rings with the one ring card? 
Being a huge Lord of the Rings fan, uh, I did hear about that, and uh, it was found in Spain, I believe. Uh, nope, it was found in Whit- Whitby, Canada. Um, but really? the uh, the uh, company, yeah. the game, st- the game store, or the card store, or whoever it is in Spain, was the one offering the two million dollar bounty. Yeah, plus a, plus a plate, a plate of paella or, or pa- paella, paella, pa- paella. Yeah, but and I think food. I think you're talking so you contagious, get, man. Two, two, you can get two million dollars in food. So, My Hero Academia Untainted Raid Release Draft, uh, the Card Game College. They are also doing a Magic: The Gathering Silver Age Commander League, and running two different Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition um, campaigns. The core. Kati Mazes, I know I mispronounced that because I sounded like a Klingon, uh, and also Murder in the Pass game. And to top it all off, they are also running a Pokemon standard constructed um, game. So lots of those are the activities, aside from the cosplay for Champions Cosplay at the end of the night, that will be running at various times throughout the entire, in the entirety of the Silver Age Comic Con. So, whew. Lots of stuff going on there. Indeed. And that's why I love Silver Age Comic Con, because there's so much activity going on, it's impossible for you to do it all. You know what I mean? I mean, you can spend your whole time playing games and not see anything else. You can spend your whole time at the main cafe and not see anything else. You can be at the vendors. and see, You know, there's so much to do. It's uh, You're going to be able to spend the whole day there. You're going to get in there at 10 o'clock. By the time 5 o'clock hits, you're going to be like, I'm not done yet. You know what I mean? I'm going to have a ride on your hands. That's a great problem to have, though. You (laughs) know, like to have so much where, you know, you want them them to have more and more. So that way when you guys do it next year, you know, it's even more. Yeah, I'm just – Right, and and that's what we want to do every year. We want to to make it more and more and better and better until, uh, you know, that's it. It just becomes this mecca of pop culture. So – well, that's what I'm hoping. I, I hope yeah. so too. I mean, and great venues. But too. wait, there's more. Ooh, yeah. There's, uh, there's going to be a total of six panels. At least at this time, there's going to be a total of six panels. An anime and animation in America panel with Gray Delise Griffin and Jackie Lostra. A behind the scream panel with Nancy Ann Ritter and Lenora Scofo. Well, I wasn't correct. You you sounded better than I did. Uh, The Patriot Games panel with A.J. Buckley and Reb Brown. And Predator meets Andor panel with Brian A. Prince and David Chung. That'll be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, um, when you read those titles for the panels, do they uh, entice you? Do they tantalize the, the mindset? Well, yeah, yeah especially if you know, because uh, uh, the anime and animation in America panel um, definitely is uh, something that I would be truly interested in, uh, because I, I I think anime has become like the number one thing in our country oh, in yeah, recent manga years. Is manga is kicking, kicking it, so I mean, and, and then they, then you get into anime, which is just an extension of the manga titles. I mean, One Piece is just now getting to their one thousandth episode, and they're having a big old thing about that so i yeah. mean um well, yeah well at silver age we're gonna try to answer in fact we are going to answer the question is avatar the last airbender anime uh, 
uh, Gray is going to mm. answer that for all the fans. Mm. Yeah, there is you know, there is controversy there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then there's a very rare panel with Raymond Benson, a for your eyes only James Bond panel, uh, which he will be doing. And last but not least, there is a Power Rangers Universe panel that Jasmine Badwala. I know I mispronounced that. <laughs> no, he's, he's going to stomp me like a narcotic biker rally when he sees me. <laughs> Give my yeah, right, the guy get it right. Yeah, as they scrape me up off the floor with a shovel. Um, so, but uh, he's going to be doing the Power Rangers universe. So he will have answers if you had any questions about Power Rangers. Um, sir, it has now been our forty minutes, <laughs> and we didn't wow. we didn't get into any of the uh, other stuff that also is going on. There's so much. That, oh yeah, just well, just like can we do that? Are so you much. are you available for like another say ten minutes? Hopefully, I'm available for all that you want uh, because you guys are just the best. Why? Thank you, sir. Yeah, awesome. And we still got that pair of tickets available seven seven five five one five four one four one if you would like to pick them up. And we'll be back with more with Mr. Dave Haworth. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Anime Medford Con when we get back because that is the next one in August, Saturday, August 12th. And also the Metal Art Comic Con, which is in October. So see, they've still got other cons. And uh, the forever pass that you get from Colossus Girl Entertainment is we'll get you into all of them every year for the rest of your life. I don't know if you can put it in your will. Dave will answer that question when we get back, but we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. And uh, Jim actually got back to me, and uh, he's uh, he's in a movie theater watching Jaws. <laughs> Oh, oh. oh, that's a good yeah, movie. Yeah, they're doing the uh, retro uh, yeah, throwback so cinema he, flashback. Yeah, so he's doing? watching Jaws. Nice. So that's why he's not calling in because he wants to watch the movie with his kids. What, mm. a, what a kid-friendly movie. To... That's super friendly, especially yeah. the opening scene. Huh. Hey, I saw that one with my kids. Oh, you saw that one with your kids? <laughs> okay. Well, how old were your kids, though, Rob? <laughs> Okay, and we got another caller, so it looks Yay. like we're going to get rid of that pair of tickets. Woo. Maybe it's Jim. That question, Maybe there's an intermediate. Are you still there, Dave? Yeah, Jimmy. I was just going to say it's funny that you mentioned Jaws because right before I, I got on the phone for this interview, I was watching the car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's one I haven't heard and seen or talked to about in like decades. Yeah, it's uh, it was like uh, it's like Jaws, but with a car that drives itself. It's crazy. Now you can redo it, and it could be like a uh, you know one of those uh, smart cars. cars yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll be another a. It'll be just throw it on the uh, bonfire of uh, AI inspired movies at this point. You know, <laughs> uh, so there's over 61 vendors and exhibitors that are going to be at the Comic Con as well. And uh, just a couple of the authors that are going to be there, Angela Cannon, uh, Brian Cave, L.F. Falconer, uh, Jade Griffin, who has actually been on the Pop Culture Boom radio show before, Stephen H. Provost, I think I'm mispronouncing his name, Viola Quincy, J.C. Turner, Lillian I. Wolf, Spencer Stoner, 
Yay! Yeah, he's going to be there. Um, yeah, buddy. B.A. Turner, um, Patrick Harris, who has been on the show before uh, promoting his uh, books, M.C. Hunton, um, and no, it's uh, not like M.C. Hammer. She doesn't rap. I don't think she... I'm well, have I to know. Ask we, we never ask. I'm yeah. going to have to ask her if she uh, does yeah, any freestyle rapping. She has some skills that we don't know about. I, I can start beatboxing and we'll see what... If she starts, you know, just... You just know, throw, just throw, throw some bars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just dropping it like it's hot. Oh yeah. Uh Pizza Boy Comics is going to be there. Uh The Masked Menace, uh Cyber Squash Art, uh Time Warp Toys. Uh so you can go and pick up uh, some of the guests uh, if they have a Predator uh um uh Funko Pop, you can get that and have a Brian A Prince sign it. That would be uh, kind of really cool. Uh Silver Cord Productions, uh Ink Drop Press. Uh, Sketchy Guy Nevada, Gabe the Wolf, Fused Fiction Studios, WC Collectibles, so you can get some uh, comic books and uh, get them signed by some of the artists that are there. Because um, I, I know that uh, um, Mr. Sumner, uh, Floydman Sumner, he did the uh, um, cat, uh, Garbage Pail Kids versus Madballs comic book that came out last year. So that'd be a, if you can get a hold of that while it's still uh, not overly expensive. Um, that'd be a nice one to get signed by him. Uh, Scattered Comics will be there as well. Space Babies Art. Um, just so Minotti Cat. There's just so many Coffee Time Comics, um, which is a, a comic book publisher. Uh, just so many um, out there uh, for Artist Row and also doing vendor and exhibitor. Um, and you're going to be adding more. Is that correct? Uh, every day we're adding more things. It's it's um, It's pretty amazing. So uh, we won't know to- total tallies probably till the day before. But um, yeah, it just keeps growing. It's it's not over. It just keeps it keeps adding on. And and by Saturday when you walk in, uh, it'll be it'll be an amazing, beautiful uh, day of fun. Awesome. Um, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there, nice, bright, and shiny, early. I'll be videotaping for the pop culture kaboom, pop culture kaboom. YouTube channel. Um, so I want to, I'm going to get a lot of uh, crowd reaction. I'm going to get some interviews out there. So if you're showing up, uh, I encourage everybody to show up in cosplay, um, and enter into the cosplay contest. And I will be there as well, getting video uh, and photos of you in your cosplay, if you like, uh, that I will be sharing on the Pop Culture Boom Facebook page as well as the Pop Culture Boom YouTube channel. Um, and then it's just going to be a fun day with all and distance nerding. Uh, they're, going to be running all of the panels so they'll be out there uh, you know with the panels with all of the special guests um yeah, there's, there's no way you're going to be bored in that eight hours no i mean you'll be so busy you'll forget to eat uh, and i also i also do want to add that silver age comic con is actually making history um and convention history is at silver age comic con you can get into the convention with gold backs Currency. You know, I was going to ask you about that on the, the other because mm-hmm. I saw that come up. What exactly are goldbacks? Uh, goldbacks is actual currency. It's like a dollar bill, but you know how a dollar bill is made out of paper? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's basically worthless. Only the federal government, uh, you know, pumps it up to make it worth anything. Goldbacks are actually made of gold, it's laced with gold. So it's actually worth something. So <laughs> if you if you have four single one gold back, uh, that gets you into the event. And um, since it's Silver Age, 
uh, and it's Nevada, the Silver State, you can actually get in to Silver Age Comic Con uh, with a half ounce of silver, or you can get two people into the event with an ounce of silver. Hmm. So that's wow. something no convention has ever done. Yeah, that is unique. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, you haven't I haven't heard of that before. Wow, that is Yeah, uh, just it just needs to be governmental silver, which means like uh an American silver eagle or um you know, or a British uh something that has its purity uh verified. Yeah, it's got to be like 1 ounce is once tr- 1 troy ounce of silver or half troy ounce of silver and it's got to be like a Britannia, you know, English or an Australian, you know, something like that. Something that's not like a uh, private minted round, but it has to be a, a, a government uh, created round. Wow! Or, so or, or, a half country. ounce of silver, or for for one person, a full ounce of silver for two people, uh, four of the uh, um, gold bucks, golden bucks, gold backs, gold, gold backs, backs. Um, and uh, so you don't need the actual uh, U.S. currency. Those are just as good to get in. That's it. Right. And this is the You've first. You've never seen a gold back, Jimmy. You've I, never seen one, huh? I have never seen one. I, I well, don't even think I've even. Heard I, of I, one. I didn't even hear of them until you put it up on the uh, on the on on the uh, uh, news feed for the uh, uh-huh. um, Silver Age Comic Con. Yeah. And you, I know you'll have to. Yeah, you'll have to go because many businesses in Nevada accept gold backs as currency. Hmm. Hmm. I did not know this. This yeah, is, I was gonna. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because I was gonna ask you about that, but I I was like, okay. Um, so uh, after the Silver Age Comic Con, I'm, I'm hoping it's a success. Um, I, I don't think I brought it up to you um, the last time I spoke to you, but uh, mm-hmm. there, I, I'm starting to think that the Reno Sparks Convention Center is cursed because uh, we had <laughs> we had the uh, Wizard World Reno come in, right. and they said after their show, they said, yeah, we're going to be back. They never came back. Then we right. had the Reno Pop Culture Con come in, and it was their first year. And they said, "Yeah, we're going to be back. We're we we have a five year plan. We'll be back." Remember when they were saying that, Tony? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and then they never came back. <laughs> and now you guys are going to be at the Reno Sparks Convention Center. Well, so I'm hoping third times a charm. You're going to change the luck around. Well, yeah, for sure. and they do have the added bonus of this not being their first year. That's right. true yeah. too, and you have the retro arcade there, so you, you're gonna be right. playing some old school TMNT. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming some Teenage Simpsons. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. maybe I don't well, know what's all in these cabinets. I don't know. Well, well, I you know I have to say though that Stephanie and Emily, all the girls that work at uh, Sparks uh, Reno Convention Center, have been lovely ladies, great to work with, uh, and just wonderful uh, as a venue. So, um, you know, we plan on being there for quite some time. And, uh, you know, the relationship is just very good. And um, so you're going to definitely see Silver Age again in 2024. I could announce that now. Okay. I mean, oh, well, see, that's um, good, too. And, yeah. and for everyone listening, too, please go to the con, support it. Yeah, like I know? say, week in, week out, if you do not go to these events, they will stop happening or will not return to our area. So it's right. very now important. I do, yeah, now I do know why those other events didn't return. And uh, I'll give a hint, and Jimmy knows what I'm talking about. But if you were at Silver Age last year and uh, the treatment, the mafia treatment uh, 
governmental organizations oh, did. Yeah. That is the reason why those other events did not return. I, and, I actually had an on-air rant because what they yeah. what they did was I'm not going to name the department, but a particular <laughs> department of the Reno um, City of Reno uh, came down to the Silver Age Comic Con and were going from table to table. Uh, demanding to see everybody's permits that they could sell stuff. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's a quick yeah. way to be like, yeah, it's a headache. See, ya. you get harassed right, and, yeah. and the thing, and the thing is, you know, Silver Age Comic Con paid um, the that department um, a tax for every single vendor that'll be appearing at this weekend's show, and a lot of uh, you know um, conventions they don't want to jump through those types of governmental hoops to to present an event. But, you know, we feel that it is very important for the Reno community to have Silver Age Comic Con. We, there needs to be a long-lasting show that will go on for 20, 30 years, you know, and, uh, and be part of that community for as long as possible. And that's why we're doing it. It, it might be the hardest event to put on, but... You know, at the end of the day, for the people of Reno, it's worth it. And uh, it will be worth it, especially with everything that's going on. Uh, sir, I'm almost at the end of my show now. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I don't mind at all. It was uh, It's always a pleasure to have you on and talk with you. Um, and and uh, it'll be interesting to because I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the uh, – um, latest issue issue number four of that comic book because i got the other three at the at the first silver age so uh, i'm looking oh yeah (laughs) i'm looking to get bring some bring some tissue bring some tissue Uh oh Oh, it's gonna be sad yeah that is a spoiler i don't want to hear that tease tease. oh tease all right well i will see you saturday sir yes and everybody come out to silver age comic-con it's once a year Let's all have an amazing time together and make some memories and some history. And uh, don't forget, you want to get those uh, that swag bag of all of that great stuff that you'll get for being the first 100 to 200 people. And the best way to do that is get your tickets online now. Don't wait to get them at the door. That's correct. All right, sir. Well, I will see you Saturday morning bright and early. I will not be bushy-tailed and bright-eyed. I am not a morning person. But <laughs> it'll, it'll take it'll take three, four, yeah. maybe nine yeah. cups of coffee. Yeah, if I, I, just look for the guy with like two uh, big old barrels of coffee, like like one of those hats, you know, with the yeah. with the beer cans yeah. and the straws. I'll have two big Got old like blastoids, you know, with the yes. yeah, yeah, blastoids. That'll uh, yeah. yeah, that'll that'll be me uh, when I walk in. Uh, all right, sir. Uh, safe travels, and I will see you on Saturday. Thank you guys for having me, and we'll see everybody this Saturday. Thanks, Dave. Have mm-hmm. a great show. I'm looking, forward, right. I'm looking forward to being there. All right. So we got a little bit of time left, probably about a minute. So uh, real quick, this one's for you, Tony. Uh, Playmates has a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem collectible playset that will be soon available. Cowabunga! Your new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures can now take on the mutants from the comfort of their home with a 25-inch tall playset. The sewer layer playset has over 20 different features to keep the turtles primed and ready for action. The playset even contains a modular subway tunnel so kids can play their their way. The playset comes with 2.4 ounces of green slimy ooze that can (laughs) be... I feel like I am back in the 90s. Yeah, I was going to say, that existed when we were younger. Yeah, in the 80s, 90s. Yeah, yeah. it can be dropped onto baddies for the the ooze tube and 
them placed in the ooze ball and rolled down the tracks to take out the, the bad ooze ball. The ooze yeah, ball, the yeah. ooze ball. Uh, there are three levels of play and included are a porta potty elevator, a zip line <laughs> ride to get from the skyline to city level in seconds, a goo trap, a valet door, secret traps, and so much more. If you are a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collector, this new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. This one is one set that collectors will want. Uh, the Mutant Mayhem Sewer Lair playset can be found online at entertainmentearth.com and in stores soon. Oh, there you so, go. I was going to say, cool. if I had a kid, I know they'd like. I loved the slime stuff when I was a kid. My mom hated it. But, uh,. Oh, yeah, the laundry was all... Oh, it was awful. (laughs) All right, a big uh, thank you all for tuning in tonight, no matter where you are listening. We genuinely appreciate your being here. Congratulations to the winners that got the tickets for the family pack and the pair of tickets to go to this Saturday, July 8th, Silver Age Comic Con. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show, and please continue supporting the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show and KNBC 95.1 FM by listening every week, checking out everything Pop Culture Kaboom on Facebook for everything you want, everything you need from Pop Culture Entertainment Daily, and subscribing to the Pop Culture Kaboom YouTube channel. A big thank you to our guest, Dave Haworth, of the president of Colossus Girl Entertainment, for telling us all about just about everything that is going on. We didn't get there's a lot. Oh of yeah, there's, there's just way too much. Yeah, I mean they're packing so much into an eight hour show that I can't do it in a one hour interview. Yeah, and it was one hour. Usually they're only like twenty minutes. So, um, but uh, yeah. Uh, so I hope uh, everybody got it. If you still need information and still need tickets, you can go to SilverAgeComicCon dot com, and you can pick up uh, tickets through there or at Everbright. Uh, they are available there, and I would recommend getting them online so you can get be one of the first 100 to 200 people to get the, the bag of swag that you can get there and some very cool collectibles and stuff you can get autographed for free by the guests, which is even more cooler. Next week, Sunday, July 8th, our in-studio guests will be Wild West Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champions Havoc Reigns. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope remember which is which this time. Oh, I will. I'm going to be in there by myself, and I don't want to get beat up. Chase Havoc and Tyson Reigns, and to help keep the peace, hopefully, will be Wild West Championship Wrestling Head Referee. Colt Weston. We'll be talking all things wrestling, getting getting the perspective from not only the Wild West Wrestling Champions, Tag Team Champions, Havoc Reigns, but also the rarely heard side of an officiator in wrestling. If you've... uh, I always wonder what it's like to be a, a, a yeah in a wrestling because it's not like you, they get well, to I was make a, calls. I was a guest referee once that was fun uh, so you, they you are, and we'll also be getting <laughs> all of the details for the Wild West Championship Wrestling All Ages event Sunday July 30th at the Neil Road Recreation Center in Reno Nevada and as far as I know this is one of the very first uh, Wild West Wrestling All Ages show. Yeah, usually they're in bars, so they're usually 21 plus. At the uh, um, Brew House, Virginia Street Brew House. On behalf of our guest, Colossus Girl Entertainment President Dave Haworth, Tony Sanfilippo, Filippo's Horrible Reviews. Thanks for having me, guys. KNVC 95.1 FM, Spencer, Rob, and I. Thank you for your continued support. Have a great week. Spencer and I will hopefully see you at the Silver Age Comic Con. Have a happy 4th of July. And we will talk to you again right here live next Sunday, 6 to 9 p.m. Until then, be safe, stay healthy. Peace out, Wabbits.